0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of Points and Penalties. We'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your pods. And give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. My name is Josh. Kevin's missing today, but with me are my co-hosts, Jesse and Peter. Jesse, what are you drinking today?
1: I am drinking Big Rig Alpha Bomb Unfiltered IPA. It's pretty tasty, pretty hoppy as well. Six point six, good strong beer for me. Peter, what are you having?
2: Well, first of all, you're a son of a bitch because I'm at six
1: point five. I got ripped last week on the, against Yosh on that same thing, so I went up an extra percent. <laughs> uh, no,
2: that that kicks me in the dick. That does.
1: Yeah, I know you're, I know the feeling after last week.
2: That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I am having a, it's called a Hopsta La Vista IPA from Long Slice Brewery. Uh, Apparently, it's a gold medal winning IPA. It's pretty good. And just fucking 0.1% short, though. Josh, what are you drinking?
0: Oh, boys, I got you again.
1: Drinking wow. that malt liquor again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I got a Cameron's Brewing out of Oakville. It's called the Jurassic IPA. It is a 6.8 strong beer and it's uh, it's tasty. Lost my two, <laughs> close. close one today.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nice. It's got a bit of a citrusy kind of flavor to it. And uh, my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time is Jurassic Park. So, uh, when I saw this, I was like. Hell yeah, I got to get
1: it. T-Rex on the front. Big old
0: T-Rex. So, so far so good with the old uh, Jurassic IPA. Nice. Big week in sports this week, guys. Big, big week. Lots to talk about. Let's start with the NHL.
2: Yeah, I hope you got your seatbelts on because there is a, a lot to get through here. And starting with the expansion draft, Seattle officially has themselves a team. So they took um, a player from all 30 teams, except for Vegas. Vegas is exempt. And they they didn't manage to get any of the same side deals that Vegas did. Vegas had, I think, four or five side deals where they got picks or prospects in exchange for not taking a certain player. And Seattle didn't get any single deals like that done. I think their asking price was probably too high, and they weren't willing to budge, so it just didn't happen. Which I think is probably a misstep on their part. They probably could have got some assets, and been just fine, but they didn't, and it is what it is. But I tell you what, they did get, because the players they picked, all 30 players, total salary totals about 53 million dollars against an $81.5 million cap. So they're not even at the cap floor. Uh, And I think they've made a few moves since then. So they have over $30 million of cap space right now. And leading into free agency coming up this week, I think we're going to see them being significant players in the free agent market. So they're far from being the team that's actually going to be taking the ice is what's on paper right now.
1: They just look like they're trying to build. Yeah, not like Vegas going all in first year.
2: Yeah, well, maybe they still are, and they're just going out a different way. Like they, thirty million dollars can get you some significant players, and the team they have drafted right now is iceable. Like they can <laughs> put them out there. <laughs> I don't think they'd be winning any playoff series or anything. They're even making it probably, but. You never know. They're a decent team. They they leaned on defense uh, more so than up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe that was the plan, and they're going to attack the forwards in free agency. So a couple of the big names they passed on, they didn't take Carey Price. They didn't take Tarasenko. They didn't take Weber, Quick, or Domi. Uh, they passed on all those guys, probably because of their cap hits in each case. Uh, and Weber, because it sounds like it might be actually done.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe age has something to do with it too. Yeah.
0: Does yeah. Domi have a high uh, price tag?
2: Uh, it's it's not super high, but it's it's high for what he is.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say because he's not all that in a yeah, fucking exactly. bag of popcorn. Like yeah. he was in the fucking World Juniors that we we went to a bunch. He was yeah, fucking he was. awesome, but in the NHL, he's looking yeah. more like Ty than Max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> minus as, the beating. Exactly.
2: Not as tough though. Um, so they did take a few big names, though. They got Jordan Everly, they got Yanni Gourde, uh, they got Mark Giordano, although there's rumors out there that he may be potentially being moved. And uh, they got Jamie Alexiak and Adam Larson. We may remember it was traded for Taylor Hall once upon a time, one for one. Uh, so, like I said, focus was on defense. They got a pretty strong defense, uh, and they got a few few key forwards. We'll see what they do in free agency.
0: I definitely like the Everly pick. And Gord played pretty well in the in the cup and, and throughout the playoffs. So that was another good one. And Giordano is for sure a good defenseman, but he's getting up there.
2: Yeah, he is for sure.
0: And Alexiak, is that by chance Penny Alexiak's like brother or something like that? Penny I think he might pick? be. I yeah. think he might be. Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. We'll get into the Olympics a little later, but I just. Yeah. Saw that, i was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, good
2: uh, Good blood in that family, good genes. So, Jared McCann did end up being the lit pick from the Toronto Maple Beliefs uh, shortly after being added via trade. So, he never played a game with the team, which I am not a huge fan of. Uh, but given some of the trades we're about to get into for a defenseman, I, I think it's the market clearly is crazy right now for defensemen so it probably makes sense that they kept uh, they essentially continued to protect Justin Hall instead of electing to protect McCann and uh, Kerfoot and they would have got one other player
1: uh, up front as well. I think that was one of the side deals that you and uh, I think Graham said it as well about that they were going to take Jared McCann.
2: Uh yeah, like I was, I was thinking that after the Leafs picked up Jared McCann, that they were gonna protect him.
1: Oh, okay. I think maybe it was maybe it was Graham that said that there was a side deal that they made with Seattle that they wouldn't take him. Uh, yeah, no. I mean,
2: okay. There, there were no side deals, none. So essentially, what happened because they just traded for this guy and then he got picked in expansion, they lost. Prospect Philip Hollander and a seventh round pick to expansion, which really is not that bad. Hollander is like a B level prospect. He might make the NHL and be useful uh, for Pittsburgh now. Um, He might not, but not not the worst case scenario for, uh, for an expansion draft. But it's unfortunate we don't get to see McCann as a leaf.
0: Is what it is, man. Is what it is.
2: Yeah, that's expansion. You got to lose somebody.
0: And I mean, if if the Leafs prefer like Kerfoot or whoever, then you know, then it made sense to do it. You know, assuming that Seattle was going to take McCann, right? I mean, it seemed yeah. like it was odd, but maybe, uh, um, maybe the old GM there is smarter than we may have thought on this one. Or at least I thought. I thought he was a fucking I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but like I said, like a guy that may or may not do anything and a seventh a seventh rounder, like meh. Yeah, exactly. No no big deal. Yeah.
2: So that brings us into all of the significant trades that happened pretty much right after the expansion draft. Which is a lot. First one being the Red Wings acquired the goaltender from Carolina, Alex Nedeljkovic. Uh, for Jonathan Murnian, a third-round pick. So, I don't understand this move at all from Carolina's point of view. Uh, Adelkovich was just, uh, he was nominated for the Calder this year. He's a young goalie, capable starter. Uh, he could have been your starting goalie for the next, like, I don't know, five to eight years, easily. You just got to lock him up to a contract. But instead, they move him. I don't know if he wanted more than they were willing to pay or what, but Starting bullies are uh, hard to find. Not every team has one. And if you have one, I wouldn't uh, quickly trade them away for Jonathan Bernier in a third.
0: Yeah, I I saw a post of sorts or or what have you, and somebody had asked uh, Iserman, like, did you realize that you fucking hosed them? (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't really say anything, but he was like, well – uh, you'll have to ask Carolina what you know why they decided to make that trade. You know? yeah. Basically, he knew that he hosed Carolina on that. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Bernier? Come on, man. That guy's got to be at least as old as I am.
2: Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite as old as you, <laughs> but he's up going. there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the third. Okay, the third isn't horrible, but, you know.
1: Yeah, I... but Car- Carolina was doing well in the playoffs. Like, you'd think you'd yeah. want right. to keep Keep their their team together.
0: Yeah, it's it is odd for sure. Anyway, don't know what they're
2: up to. Maybe they have uh, some other goalie lined up that they're going to sign once free agency starts. Maybe it's Freddie Anderson. Freddie you know. Anderson. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but so strange, one there brings us to the Coyotes acquiring Shane Gossespear, a second round pick and a seventh round pick. And the Flyers, in return, got a big old bag of nothing. So <laughs> like
0: literally, right? <laughs> literally nothing.
2: So it's it's the Flyers getting rid of Spears contract, which obviously has a negative value. So they got to add in a second and seventh round picks just so the Coyotes will take it. Um, and so the Coyotes are actually doing some good work so far by my eye this off season. We'll get into another trade of theirs shortly. But they're taking on a bunch of bad contracts and taking on draft capital to do that Uh, so they're going full rebuild but
1: how many times have they done this
2: uh i don't know if they've (laughs) ever actually done this they've just been bad for a long time (laughs) i think they're like they've
1: they they've been rebuilding forever
2: yeah but not properly They got to, (laughs) it seems like they're finally getting the hit that you go full scorched earth, get rid of everything, take on bad contracts, get picks, picks, picks. And then uh, that's how you're going to build a a solid core going into the future.
0: I think they'll just bounce these bad contracts kind of out there this year type thing. Or,
2: yeah, they'll just let them expire and then they'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a little bit frightening because they'll probably actually be a really good team, right? When Matthews becomes a free agent, they might want to go home. A little bit worrisome, but that's for years down the road. We don't need to talk about that today.
0: <laughs> Lock them up for 10, and it'll be fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. So the next pick, Flyers again. They acquire Rasmus Ristolainen from Buffalo, who is a very meh defenseman. He's a guy. He's not great. He's okay. Serviceable. And so to acquire him, they had to give Buffalo uh, Robert Hag who's another defenseman, a first-round pick, and a second-round pick.
1: That's a lot for a Matt guy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, essentially, after these two trades, one was a bag of nothing, and the other was Rasmus Ristolainen. The Flyers, to get Ristolainen, gave up a first, a second, a second, a seventh, Hag, and Gossespierre, just to get Rasmus Ristolainen.
0: Are both of those seconds next year, or is one in 2023? One's in 2023.
1: Yeah. Wow. But still, like, that's that's a lot to give up.
2: That is a ton to give up and to not get a whole lot back in return.
1: Were they – I can't even remember. Were they even in the playoffs this year?
2: Uh, nope. I don't think so. Jesus. So <laughs> –
1: are they expecting to be in the playoffs now? With, uh, uh, this guy, <laughs> I, I don't like him.
2: <laughs> He's not uh, not what I would call a needle changer. He's just a guy. Anyway, that's a major oof in my mind, but it shows you what the market is like for defenseman. It. Like I was saying before, and maybe that's why the Leafs protected Justin Hall instead of their other forwards. Brings us on to another defenseman who was just added to the Canucks, Oliver ekman Larson who was the captain of the Coyotes, and uh, they retained 12% of his salary, um, which carries on until the end of the 26-27 season. Whoa. Yeah, so he signed up for a long time, and he's already 30. Uh, so the Canucks get... Ekman Larson, and Connor Garland, uh, who's a he's a good young forward uh, from Arizona. And in return, they got Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, and Louis Erickson, who are all pretty much useless and very highly paid. <laughs> and they also got a first, a second, and a seventh round picks. So this is what I was saying before about Arizona. They're taking on these picks and these bad contracts. the thing with these bad contracts all three of them which total 12 million in salary all expire at the end of next year so they have them for one year they're not going to be very good and then they're gone and so it's 12 million dollars of cap space and you get a first second and seventh round pick
1: out of it Uh, that's not bad yeah, it reminds me of the Cleveland Browns when they were starting to buy contracts and stuff like that in the NFL. Sure. Exactly. And, and look how it worked out for them. They're they're in the playoffs they're, and they're in the Super Bowl hunt now this year. Like they're they're a good team.
2: This is the blueprint. You gotta mm-hmm. go
1: scorch earth, pick up
0: draft capital. I hate that you said that, Jess. The fucking Cleveland Browns are a good hey.
1: team. <laughs> it's it's a weird saying. I agree. <laughs> Like they were the joke of the NFL and all of a sudden they're good. And they did that great without having Beckham last year. So they're going to be just as good this year. And they got a bunch of other good players for sure. So not to spoil your NHL. I just thought this is the exact same blueprint I've seen before kind of thing like that. And it's kind of neat when you start trading players uh, away because you sign into a ridiculous uh, paycheck (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're giving away picks. Of the yeah, you got
2: to you gotta pay for the privilege. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so uh, so the Canucks pick up Ekman Larson, and after the retained salary, he's making $7.26 million until the end of the 26-27 season. Uh, and he's a big-name defenseman, but he's not as good as you remember his name being. He's already on the decline, and he's already 30. So they, if I was a Canucks, I wouldn't have done this. I would have just waited the year, not been good next year, and got rid of all that cap face uh, because they got some big names to sign. They have to sign Elias Peterson. They've got to sign uh, Quinn Hughes. Uh, they got some serious players to sign up. And this might actually expose them to a bit of risk of, of like, Peterson being offer sheeted by another team, and the Canucks won't be able to afford to match it. And they'll lose them. But I doubt that'll happen because it never happens, but it's a possibility. Which moves us on to another defenseman that was just added, Seth Jones, who is now with the Chicago Blackhawks. So the trade is Seth Jones and a first and a sixth go to Chicago from the Blue Jackets for Adam Boakfast, two firsts and a second. Now, the... Uh, The first that Chicago got and the second that the Blue Jackets got are actually fairly close together. The first is 32nd overall and the second is 44th overall. So they're 12 picks apart. So they're not a huge difference in value there. There's some. So the Blackhawks are getting some value there. But if you sort of disregard those two picks and give the Blackhawks a bit of value, it's essentially two firsts and a top-tier prospect for Seth Jones Uh, because Adam Boakvist was a top-ten pick not long ago. And unless they know something we don't know, he's probably going to turn into just as good, if not better, defenseman than Seth Jones is. That's his trajectory right now, at least.
0: The Blackhawks are more into win now mode as opposed to rebuilding. So it kind of makes sense to
2: I don't know why though because they're not very good. Like Taves and Kane are on the decline.
0: Well, Taves didn't play much last year.
2: Right. But he's like they're they're aging stars. They're not what they once were.
0: I um... mean, put fucking Taves on a shootout and he is
2: I don't know. I don't know anymore. He was fantastic back in I want to say that was 2007. No idea of him. 2007 in the juniors that he scored on three shootouts. Uh, Anyway. So this is a huge price to pay for Seth Jones. And Seth Jones, he had a down year last year but he has shown to be a very good defenseman. Probably top five right now. Maybe not right now but the way he was playing would have been top five caliber in the NHL. So hopefully he can get back to that for Chicago. And they signed him to an eight year, nine and a half million per deal, which is a huge deal for the NHL. Uh, So you better hope he, he plays the way he once did.
0: Now, do you think this is kind of a, a fill in for losing Duncan Keith?
1: Like you fill that spot kind of thing? It's way better than filling him in, I think. Wow. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, because Duncan Keith obviously was a lot older and way on the decline. But he, had, there was a gap there for a number one defenseman in Chicago. And, yeah, he's going to step in and fill that role for sure. Duncan Keith was signed to a very long contract that at the end of it was not very good, which is probably why he made uh, Graham's penalty box last last episode for uh, Ken Holland picking him up in Edmonton. And you might see the same thing with this contract. By the end of this thing, it's probably going to look like a bit of a albatross of a contract at nine and a half. Or he's, I want to see he's late twenties now, maybe like 26, 27, something like that. So he'll be well into his thirties by the time this thing ends. And it might be a bit of a rough deal at that point, but maybe he'll continue playing well in well in through his thirties. I think it's a good deal for the Blackhawks. I think I don't mind adding Seth Jones. I think they just paid too much.
0: I think they'll just kick the can down the road, continue sign him again. You know, you get down to three years left on the contract, extend him another five years or something and and, you know, spread that money out and then just fucking dump him later on, you know, that type of thing when he's useless.
1: Like you were saying, Peter, like defensemen are expensive this offseason, so this is kind of the price, price you're paying for this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he's he's a good young player, so yeah, Give her.
2: But it's uh, yeah, it's a big price. It's essentially three first. Anyway, another defenseman who just got traded, Jake Bean. Uh, from Carolina to the Columbus Blue Jackets for a second round pick. Coincidentally, the second round pick we just talked about in the Blackhawks trade. So they got the second from the Blackhawks, flipped it to Carolina for Jake Bean, who is a, he's a young defenseman. I think he's 23 now, maybe 24. Uh, He hasn't really made an impact at the NHL level yet, but got good potential. And the, uh, he was exposed in the expansion draft, so Seattle could have picked this guy who was worth a second-round pick, and they didn't. Uh, they went with Morgan Geeky instead from Carolina. Not many people know because he hasn't really made an impact in the NHL. So We'll see if that was a bad decision or not.
0: He was a rookie last year, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, before you move on here with Columbus, I heard that Cam Atkinson is uh, looking to – I don't know if he's formally requested a trade, but he does not want to play in Columbus anymore. He said it sucks losing every fucking day, basically, <laughs> and who wants to do that? Is basically what he said. So, I think,
2: uh, I think he was traded for Jake Voracek. I think. Oh, well, there I think, you go. I think, I
0: think, I think. Could be thinking of someone else. Though. Maybe he's just fucking getting back at Columbus there with a little chirp show and. Yeah,
1: you're right, Peter. Flyers acquire forward Cam Atkinson. In yep. exchange for Jake Borchuk. Yep. Borch- Borchuk.
0: Well, I mean, he's still going to fucking lose. In so. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's kind of like, <laughs> it's pretty funny that that happened because he's bitching about losing yeah. there. The, the team that's throwing away all their players for and, and draft picks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah for nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he had a choice in the matter though. I don't think he had a no move clause or anything. So. Yeah, he gets sent where he gets sent.
0: Yeah, and if you really, if you want out of that place, any place is better than that place, right? If you yeah, you know. if you want the change, yeah, exactly.
1: Yep. Yeah. he's got to deal that. with the Philly fans.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> while you're losing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> better score so you stay on their good side.
2: Yeah. Uh, and last trade I've got here, the Panthers just uh, acquired Sam Reinhardt from Buffalo uh, for goaltender Devon Levi and a first-round pick. So, yeah, Panthers pick up a good player, and uh, looks like Buffalo's doing some serious rebuilding here too. And uh, there are still many, many rumors out there about Jack Eichel potentially being on the move, although nothing has happened yet. All signs point to him not playing in Buffalo. Uh, as of the start of next year, we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Would it be better to trade him at the trade deadline or this off season? I would, probably, probably the off season. I it's would take the off season. Yeah,
2: when it, with a player like that, with and he's got a big salary, he's ten million a year. For a playoff team that's looking to add right at the deadline, typically they don't have that much gap space. And Buffalo's not going to retain much on Ico because he's signed up with term. So it's, it's going to be unlikely that they find a, a useful deal at the deadline. It's much better to trade him in the offseason when teams have time to make a plan and get rid of some cap space and make some moves to be able to pick him up.
1: Maybe they're going to see how he works with all these fucking first-round picks they're collecting.
2: I doubt it. <laughs> uh, but speaking of first round picks Buffalo picked number one overall in the entry draft and they selected Owen power, which is no surprise there. Uh, he was a consensus number one pick and I've seen him play very little because of the pandemic and what was going on these past couple of years. This is probably the first overall pick that I've known the least about in the past, I can say 15 years. So i got some research to do, probably. But
0: Apparently you should have done it before today.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, they grabbed Owen Power. There you go. You can hold them up yourself. Uh, and second overall is Matty Beneers going to Seattle as their very first selection in the entry draft. And he should be a real good player for, for their future. And moving on to the Leafs selection in the first round is a big fat nobody. Because, of course, they traded their first round pick to get the privilege of having Nick Felino for their playoff run. <laughs> 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 Which really didn't happen much at all, of course, because they lost to Montreal in the first round. So in the first round again.
1: Good trade
2: Yeah And I didn't really like that trade When it happened And unfortunately he was a bit hurt as well Going through the playoffs So maybe it could have ended up better But yeah They didn't have first round pick Biggest news out of the first round of the draft Happened right near the end Where the Montreal Canadiens Selected Logan Malieu 31st overall and this is just a few days after Malu had asked not to be drafted. Uh, although there's no. In the other leagues, I'm pretty sure all the other big four leagues, there's a mechanism for a player to back out of the draft. So they can actually like not be selected. The NHL doesn't have that. So he just sort of put it out there on Twitter that he didn't want to be drafted. I think it was on Twitter, whatever social media was, and the Habs didn't listen and they picked them in the first round anyway. The reason he's asking not to be drafted this year is because he is dealing with uh, the fallout of being charged with sharing intimate photos of a woman without her consent. From what I understand, doing a bit of research into this, he was getting a nice little blowy from this girl. And took a photo of her uh, as she was doing it. I don't think you could see her face in the photo. But he shared the photo, which is clearly a blowjob photo, as well as like her like profile details with the rest of his team. And that apparently got out uh, into the public. And he has actually been charged with, with a crime for doing this. And... Yeah, with the follow to this, and I think he hasn't apologized to this young lady yet. And I think that's all she really wants, uh, but it's not getting it. And hes it's just, it, I don't know why the Habs would make this pick, especially in the first round. Maybe take a late round flyer on this guy and deal with the PR troubles that come with it. But to take a first round pick on this guy, after he's trying not to get picked in the draft and trying to sort of get away from this thing, I don't know. It just seems like a stupid choice by the Habs.
0: Is he a first-round pick if you get rid of all this, uh, all this uh, blowjob pick stuff? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. He's a first-round talent. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, maybe they just didn't want to miss out. Like, do we know where the Habs? picked later on and like, maybe they didn't have a second. So maybe they didn't have a third. So maybe they, you know, I mean, I don't know. So maybe they weren't picking until, you know, day seven of the fucking draft and you know, they, they really wanted this guy, whatever. I mean, we, we pretty much know that um, the fuck's the GM's their name in uh, in Um, yeah. He's got some pretty fucking giant balls Mm -hmm. by putting price out there yeah Uh, you know so maybe this is just one of those things he's like fuck you i got a red suit and this is what i'm doing
1: (laughs) right like it's at the end of the first round too and if he's a higher talent than what he is like they're just going to sit on it right and wait for this stuff to clear over like yeah there's going to be some issues but he's still a talented kid then at that point if they're willing to take a chance on that
2: yeah he is but there's
1: how old is he? Eight? Is he eighteen? Probably. Yeah. So he's still a fucking teenager, so yeah. he's still maturing and shit like that, right? I mean,
2: I think when this happened, he was actually a minor. He was seventeen when this happened, I think.
0: And I mean, this isn't the worst fucking thing. To happen. I, I like. I agree. Know, it's it's not, pretty it, easy to get this done and over with. Like, like I said, I'm pretty sure she's just asking for an apology. He's just got to give a heartfelt apology. Maybe delete the photo you know, and be done with it. And I, I'm sure that's it. And he can carry on with his, you know, potential NHL career. But, you know, it's not like, it's not like there was any sexual assault or rape charges, that type of thing, which is obviously a whole lot more difficult to deal with. Uh, like you said, from the Habs with their PR standpoint. So
2: yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. It's uh, it's just
2: getting a consensual blowy, And he was a stupid kid about it. Took some show off pictures for his buddies. But, uh, shouldn't do that.
1: Well, if he was a minor too, he could get in trouble for that.
0: Not if she was a minor. If they were both minors, yeah. then would be fine, right? Yeah, yeah
1: but it's, it's child pornography if you put show other people kind of thing like that.
0: I don't think there was any, like, it
2: wasn't a. Um, I don't think there was any actual nudity in the photo, mm-hmm. but it's clearly a blowjob photo. I haven't seen the photo, but this is what I'm led to believe. Um, so I don't think it's, uh, like, I don't think it would fall into that category.
1: Who knows? He, if she doesn't get her apology, maybe she goes after this, right? Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's messed up, but that's what happens when we live in the inner digital world, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. And it was just uh, fucking made a stupid mistake. Uh, that's what it is anyway that's all I got for the NHL why don't we roll into what is happening in the NBA
0: yeah let's jump right into it uh, I'm going to start out here with LeBitch James as I uh, we typically talk about this guy every every couple weeks but he has now become the first NBA player to earn a billion dollars that's fucking crazy And he's just the sixth athlete of all time to earn a billion dollars, following in Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, Federer, Tiger Woods, and Money Mayweather's footsteps.
2: Now, is that just salary earnings, or is that
0: yeah? That's that's wealth.
1: It's like net worth. I bet net
0: worth. Yep, for sure. Yeah, because there's no way that he's made that much—a billion dollars in cash from. Yeah, didn't so from it. contracts so okay. but yeah so it's all it's him being part of uh the fenway sports group with you know now he owns you know he's part owner of those red Sox yep. and uh the
1: he's an actor now that's, yeah, right. He's an the actor.
0: that's right and then the, the soccer team uh in england and so on and so forth and he's got all, all the kinds of other smaller shit that he's been doing uh you know for good causes and whatnot but you know Maybe that stuff doesn't uh, go against his net worth, but, but either way, he's making a shit ton of money and uh bitch is rich. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
1: and
0: That's all I have to say about LeBron. Cause well, that's all I want to say. I don't want to talk about him that much. I'm going to talk about him in a you know little bit anyway, I think, but uh, that's it for now. So trade rumors. We're not quite uh, into the big trades yet, like like the NHL. But there are a bunch of trade rumors now that the season is over in the NBA, which we will get to the finals uh, update in just a moment here. So I don't have anything concrete. These are all just rumors that I've heard that our teams are interested, and that's about as far as it's going right now. Uh, So the biggest one is we could see a Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan uh, reunite but it ain't going to be in Toronto. There's a lot of talks that both of these guys could end up going to the Lakers. Uh, I guess DeRozan uh, is from the LA area. So he wants to kind of do a, uh, a Kauai thing, go back home. Uh, Kyle is obviously from Philly, but he and uh, DeMar are like besties. Like you could never get another bestie. Like these guys are their besties.
1: Michelle. They were having a re-signing this guy.
0: Well, it could happen. I mean, you know, there are still five five suitors uh, for Lowry right now. So there's the Sixers, the Heat, the Knicks, the Pelicans, the Lakers, uh, and then the Raptors. So I guess that, that'll be six total. But um, from what I'm hearing, it's probably going to be a sign and trade for, for Kyle in Toronto. Which so is what being,
1: they should have done at the trade deadline.
0: Well, they might even be able to get more now, though, with a sign and trade. Because if you sign them for – you know, three, four years and he's going to go to a place that he wants to go where at the end where the trade deadline, he's going to go wherever Masai thinks or, or the, uh, I can't remember the GM's name, but whoever they think, you know, is going to get their best deal. So now this is kind of better for Kyle. Um, but it could end up being better for the Raps too. So who knows? I would like to see him play, but they have to sign and trade.
1: You think he's going to get a three or four year deal?
0: I think that's what he's going to
1: want. He's pretty old.
0: Yeah, but that's probably what he's going to want. Is what he's going to ask for. So yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know the NBA funds that well. If he signs that, is all that money then transferable? Like we just give him like a signing bonus, and then whatever's left goes to the next team if we do 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 that trade.
0: I would think so. Yeah, I haven't heard too much about retaining salaries in the NBA, so. So I would think, yeah, whatever the salary is, but I mean, and it's obviously when it's a sign and trade, it's talked about before, right? So let's say he goes, he's ends up going to the Sixers with the sign and trade. They're going to say, well, we will offer him, you know, four years at X million dollars. And if he's good with that and he's cool with signing that, then that's where they're going to make the, the, you know, the Raps aren't just going to sign him and then try and trade the contract. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, a three-way deal between, you know, Kyle, the wraps and whatever suitor
2: but so i always forget how this works but the why wouldn't he just sign with like philly or la it's he can sign for more years or something with the team he's already on something like that
0: yeah he might be a restricted free agent as opposed to unrestricted he can't be he's like back in
1: 33 (laughs) he's older than that (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that one.
1: B- the only the only one I think uh, that Gary Trent Jr. is the one that's restricted. I don't yeah. think Lowry is. Fair enough. Fair enough. You actually, you're you're probably right on that one. It's
2: but, uh, it's something like he can sign for either it's an extra year or there's some cap thing that with the team you're on, you get some benefit when you re-sign instead of signing as a free agent. Right.
1: Well, someone's got some homework to do because yep. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
0: I know when you're doing the max, uh, like a max contract, that is the case. If you, if you do a max contract with the team you're on, they right. can definitely sign you for an extra year. So maybe that is just the case in general. Maybe it doesn't have to be a max contract. Hmm. But, so either way, it's probably looking like Kyle's going to be playing somewhere else ideally it would be nice if he went to the West so that we don't have to face him that often. Not that he's, you know, I mean, he's obviously a good player, but I just don't want to play against him. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to cheer against him. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and if he were to, to join up with the Rosen, you know, maybe with the Lakers, the question there is where does DeRozan fit in the Laker locker room and on the court, he's, they don't need him because they got LeBron. So you know they do need a point guard. They do need a three point shooter. They're going to lose uh, uh their, the two current guys, Schroeder and oh uh, fuck, I can't remember the other guy. Um, so I could see them going after Lowry there. You know, DeRozan. I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard one for. I, I think it'll be a hard one for the for the Lakers to take or to to bring on DeRozan when he's, probably going to be a fucking bench guy you know and he's still playing at a pretty high level like
2: so, I don't know but he's like why would he be a bench guy like he's he's a shooting guard right and lebron is a small, he's forward. A small
1: forward
0: right so you're going to have you're going to have lebron you're going to have potentially kyle you're going to have uh anthony davis so there's your top three there. That's like the, the three-headed monster as a lot of these teams are going with. And then you're going to have, you know, the extra guys. Um, oh, fuck. I can't barely remember who's even on that team. They've been, they haven't been they have been playing for so long, the Lakers, that I, <laughs> I don't remember.
2: Yeah. But there's, like, there's... Yeah.
0: Like, he's not going to be a bench guy that plays, you know, four minutes. He's going to be, you know, potentially a bench guy that still comes out and plays 25. You know. yeah
2: but are you thinking just in terms of like ball sharing like that he wouldn't you wouldn't right. get as well, many
0: yeah like you got to you can only share the ball so much and three yeah. guys is, is hard enough let alone uh, you know adding a fourth guy that's gonna want the ball
2: yeah so. like they're they're fucking trying to take the three-headed monster the next step three was not enough they're going a four-headed monster right
1: <laughs> it depends too like like if Lowry is still playing up to the a high level, because he wasn't doing that much near the end. Now he, no, no, he was playing with no, nobody's out there. We we're trying to uh, tank. So maybe that had something to do with it, but still like, maybe he's just going to be the facilitator, right? He's going to pass the ball around. Like I know that also LeBron does that, but maybe that's yeah. what he will do too. For
0: sure, he's gonna he'll probably get a whole bunch more assists and then he's gonna shoot a bunch of three balls if he goes to two LA, yeah. right? That's basically what his job will be. And then of course, phenomenal defense like usual. And he won't have to take any charges from LeBron anymore.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, they never got called anyway. Yeah, that no shit.
0: <laughs> so a couple there, uh you know, trade rumors for for Lowry. So who knows where he could uh, he could end up. Like I said, I'd love to see him in a Raptor uni, but if he isn't, a sign and trade is a, is a viable option, and hopefully we can get a half-decent return for him. But time will tell. Another guy that is currently on the Raptors, Pascal Siakam, has been rumored to maybe move over to the Suns in some sort of trade. Again, I have no idea who would come back uh, this way. we will take Devin Booker
1: but I
0: don't think that's going (laughs) to happen. Ben Simmons has reportedly.
1: Oh, I just want to go back to Siakam. Like I heard that he's actually like pretty much done with the Toronto front office too. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw like a tweet out there or something that he was just for whatever reason, he called out the front office. Hmm. I think he wants to get traded. For
2: not paying him enough? Like he got a fucking max deal, didn't he? Yeah, he got
1: well, a super yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So it's it it's there's some tumultuous shit happening in the front office. I don't know what it is, but hmm. it's weird.
0: I didn't hear that, but uh, I'll definitely look into that because it might have been
1: a fake tweet. I just remember seeing seeing it on my feed. Yeah, hmm. it's, sure. it
2: seems it seems like the raps are in a weird place right now. Like they're either they're in the middle and they're either going rebuild or they're going for it.
0: Yep, hundred percent.
2: Because we're talking. We're about to get into a couple of guys that are rumored with to add to the raps. Uh, and at the same time, we're talking about potentially losing Siakam and Lowry. Like it's, it seems like this is going to be a, an exciting off season for the raps are going to do something.
1: Okay. Yeah. Or a dramatic season.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's either, it sounds like they're either going to go for it or they're going to sell
0: away. So as you alluded to there, Pete, with the wraps up, you know, with rumors potentially picking players up, uh, Ben Simmons is one of those guys. I really fucking hope they don't fucking touch this guy. You don't like Ben? I don't know. He's... He just didn't play in the playoffs, man. He wouldn't shoot. He, he was scared to they, shoot. He, he missed a bunch shoot. in a row, and I, I didn't know. I just don't like it. And the, the worst part is that he plays for the Sixers, so it would make sense for the Sixers to want to get rid of him and add Lowry, but don't please, please do not bring on Ben Simmons. But another team that hopefully will uh, will be interested in him and uh, or is interested in him and will hopefully make a move so the Raps don't have to with him is uh, the Charlotte Hornets, not the fucking Bobcats. <laughs> I was <gonna> say
1: that. <laughs>
2: that again.
0: Uh... <sighs> so yeah, Ben Simmons is an odd one because like he's a pretty good defensive player, but the last. Like I said, especially in the playoffs, he was fucking garbage offensively. Like right under the bucket, and he would pass it off. Like just fucking jump and lay it in. Like
1: yeah.
0: or like Jesse would do, just fucking lay it in. Don't even jump. Just little <laughs> wrist and just fucking give her. Like.
1: Well, when you're that tall, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. He just he did not leave a good taste in the Sixers' mouth at the end of the uh, at the end of the playoffs and. I think that's going to hurt his value going forward, at least for, for this uh, season and this contract um, or, or extension onto contract or what have you. So who knows? But please don't come to Toronto. Uh,
2: see,
1: I think I would, I would try. I'm definitely on Peter's side. I would take him for sure. We yeah. have no star power. I'm, I like get someone. Uh, <laughs> I like
2: he's, he's definitely an unconventional <laughs> point guard. Like he's not your typical permit shooter. But he's, I think he's a good player. Even if he maybe he had a bad playoff, I would, I would try.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't know. He could, like you said, he could just had a an off month or something. Maybe he wasn't getting late or who knows? Yeah, right? exactly. So, who knows? But
2: no blowies for him.
0: No blowies for him. <laughs> and if you do, don't take a fucking picture,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or at least sign a non-disclosure. At least him. not without consent. <laughs> yeah. So one of the guys that potentially could come back the raps way in a Lowry to the Lakers trade or sign and trade would be Kyle Kuzma. And he's a half decent player. I don't mind Kuzma. Uh, you know, does he fit with the raps? Probably, you know, and he's young so that, that bodes well as, you know, as well, because it's, we have a fairly young core other than, you know, Lowry, like the rest of the guys aren't super old or anything. So uh, he would fit well in that way and, and uh, potentially be able to keep the core together, but you never know. I've also heard that there could be with a, you know, a bigger trade that may or may not involve Kyle uh, Lowry. That is that Kuzma might end up coming this way for a guy like Freddie Van Vliet. Which is a tough one to swallow for Toronto fans, for sure.
1: And we just sign him to a huge contract?
0: Right, exactly. So you know, you, when you sign a guy and you have faith in a guy, and then you just fucking ship him off, you know, it's a, that's the same kind of thing where if they are actively looking to trade Siakam, like you just tra- you just signed him to a supermax, like what was it two years ago? <laughs> like, you know, and you're if if it's a g- kind of a Raptor thing where they're looking to trade him, as opposed to just other teams interested in him. You know, why, why after two years? Like,
2: well, he hasn't lived
0: up to that deal, but. no, but they also, it was not two regular seasons either. They were, they were fucked up years, right? So, yeah, for sure. Maybe he's not getting ladies. Who knows? Yeah, who knows, man? Ladies, get at these fucking <laughs> Toronto players.
1: <laughs> I mean, he had that one monster game this year.
0: Yeah, but one monster game is not good enough. You're making super max money. I agree,
1: but he also didn't have a lot of talent around him. Because I think at that time, Siakam got hurt and everything like that, and he wasn't even playing well at all.
2: The problem with Siakam is that he's got all the tools. Like, you can see it all there, and that's why he got the max deal, especially after the way he played in the championship run. But he just doesn't seem to have the consistency to pull it together every night.
0: That's, I think that was the key is the consistency. He's, he's lights out one day and he's. Salty the garbage. Net. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's uh, kind of like Van Fleet.
0: <laughs> uh, he's a little bit more consistent. Yeah. A little
1: bit. Yeah, but he doesn't have those, like, as big as monster games as Siakam. Minus, oh, that, f- my, minus that one. Yeah, he had a 50 burger, right? So. Yep.
0: Okay, the last trade rumor that I've heard as of late could be Russell Westbrook, Mr. Triple double, and he could end up in LA, but this one with the Clippers and that would be, that would make the big three there with Kawhi PG and uh, Mr. Triple double. I don't, I don't mind that, That, you know, it is what it is. I don't like the Clippers, but if they, uh, they want to bring on Russ, have at her. He's going to be a good addition for sure, at least until the playoffs. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have a guess that kind of is the M.O. with the clip right now, is they're good until the playoffs and then the playoffs show up. I mean, obviously they got to the to the uh, Western Conference final there, but pretty tough then, to, uh, then, to then beat those guys without uh, Kawhi. Yeah. And maybe Westbrook in that sense is kind of uh, insurance, right? If one of these guys goes down, probably Kawhi again. Then, then at least they've got the two-headed monster. Yeah. So, did you guys realize when you look at Weser Russbrook's name, he has a triple double in his name. What? Two S. Uh, I guess. Born to be Mr. Triple Double. <laughs> wow.
1: Did you figure that out your own? Did you read that somewhere? No, <laughs> oh, no, I definitely read that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so the NBA, NBA Finals finished up uh, earlier in the week. I was wrong. I had the hey, Phoenix Suns winning, especially after a 2-0 uh, start. I was thought I was sitting pretty. But the uh, Milwaukee Bucks came back to win four straight and yeah. take the championship.
2: Confidence never wavered. I definitely was not trying to change my pick after the 2-0. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, what was that percentage that you gave, too, if they won the, the first game in yeah. the finals? It was like 73% or something like 72
0: that? 72 or 73%, yep. Yeah, yeah it's uh, a...
1: Way to, way to go against the odds there, Giannis. So,
0: I mean, and that's, <laughs> that's what it was. It was the Giannis you show. Those, those four games, especially the last three, uh, was all Giannis. So, Bucks' first NBA championship since 1971, which, of course, is 50 years. Being of 50, Giannis had a 50 burger, 14 boards, 2 assists, and he was actually pretty fucking good from I the free know. throw line. He
1: dominated the free throw 17 line. 17
0: of 19 from the free throw line. Now, he was at home, so he didn't have the fucking opposing fans counting, which for sure would get in your head uh, and showed in, in the games that were in Phoenix because he hit like, I don't know, 20% of his free throws. Like He was pretty bad in... Uh, when he was in in phoenix shooting free throws but like i said that would that would get in my head for sure you know these fans counting away counting away and you're you're trying to do your thing to get to get your shit together so you can make a decent throw or a decent shot and uh, these fuckers are counting to you know 10 12 and they're counting way too fucking fast (laughs) every time i'm watching i'm like holy fuck it's only been four seconds you guys are at 15
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is, is, too, is he's never really been that great at the free-throw line to no, begin with. No. So that, that's the impressive part is he, he just goes out on top like that, for sure.
0: So with this 50-burger that Giannis had in Game 6, he joins some elite, 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 elite company with players that have scored 50-burgers in an NBA Finals game. So he joins... Bob Pettit, Elgin Baylor, Rick Barry, Jerry West, his airness, Michael Jordan, huh. Labitch James,
2: <laughs>
0: and of course Giannis. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good pretty good company to be with there with the uh, the 50 burger in a finals game. And he he fucking took that game over. He was not losing game six. There's no way that he was going back to Phoenix.
1: It was a close game for a while, like they the Phoenix was fighting back. But yeah, like Giannis just said, "Give me the ball," and he made a couple big defensive blocks. I saw it too, which was awesome to see, which is what he usually does. But it was still just the Giannis show.
0: Well, he had three big plays, like one in each game. Not as he plays, but so in game, sorry for the last three games. So in game five or four, sorry, he had the block. In game five, he had the dunk from the alley And in game six, he put up a 50-burger. So pretty, you know, pretty good way to, to put an exclamation point on, on the series win and uh, and to lift up that trophy. So Giannis finished an elimination game with more points than Booker and CP3 combined, more blocks than the Suns, more free throws made than the suns and more boards than eight and bridges combined. Wow. And like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. And it, you now know why Phoenix lost.
2: <laughs> yeah. I you know mean, could have been fucking Giannis and four heartbeats out there. Exactly. Could have been us three goofs and Kev.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> Kev would have scored some points. He'll tell you that for sure. Just, in the
1: first the quarter and then he'd be injured.
0: <laughs> 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 oh fuck. Then we'd have to bring on fucking grammar the line to somebody and oh, God. Then but yet, really fun. Giannis can't handle that. <laughs> so after winning in uh you know many of the interviews that he was he was doing, Giannis said I could go to a super team and just do my part and win a championship, but this is the hard way to do it. We fucking did it. Uh, I like that. I really, really like that.
1: Uh, is right. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's a and hell a super of a team for him. And no, I mean, Middleton played well. So did Drew Holiday, but they're not, you know, quote unquote superstars in the league. So, uh, I, I like this quote. I like that he swears because he doesn't normally swear too much. He's a uh, he's a pretty straight laced guy. He's always super fucking nice, but he has some. If you go back and you look throughout his career on some of the quotes he has said, there some he's a funny fucking guy, <laughs> funny guy. Like earlier in the playoffs, it was. I'm pretty sure it was in the finals. He had to leave the court because he had to piss. Well, they asked him why he had to leave the court, and he's like, well, he's like, and he tried to figure it out. He's like, he's obviously Greek, right? So he's not 100% on the English language. And he's like, well, I had to tinkle. And he goes, that's the polite way to say it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, you know, we would all just say we had to fucking let her rip, you know, we had to fucking drain the main vein. Had to bleed
1: the lizard.
0: Exactly. (laughs) But he's like, oh, I had to tinkle. (laughs)
1: The condescending tone. That's the play way to say it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good on Giannis good on the bucks. Like I said, they weren't my pick, but uh, I'm definitely not disappointed in it because the way that Giannis did it, like he says, not going to a super team and just, you know, just kind of building around him and bringing, uh, bringing these guys in who, like I said, aren't superstars, but are pretty damn good role players and fill their positions nicely. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was great, and it's good to see for the NBA that you don't need to have a super team to win. Yeah, for sure. And in just a minute here, we're going to get into a little bit more Giannis. This week's points and penalties MVP is brought to you by MVP Brewing Company. Try the Game Changer.
2: Our MVP segment this week is sponsored by MVP Brewing. MVP's kickback program is to give every child the chance to be the best MVP they can be. MVP Brewing wants to make all sports more accessible and affordable by donating 5% of all sales towards community kids sports organizations. It's a great initiative. We're glad to have them as our sponsor. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's tasty. So our MVP for this week, like Josh has just alluded to, is Giannis, of course. So Giannis, on top of being our MVP, is also the finals MVP. Well-deserved.
0: It's a good chance he's our MVP because he was the finals MVP. Good chance. Uh, <laughs> no, it,
2: it's, it went the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just knew he was going to be ours. So he is the first player in NBA history to win Defensive Player of the Year most improved player, MVP, and Finals MVP. The most improved player in there being the one uh, sort of outlier from a couple other guys because a few guys have won Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, and Finals MVP, but it's a short list. It's now just Giannis, Jordan, and Olajuwon. So great, gay company there. Fantastic player. Won himself a championship. Hell of an MVP. Giannis, identical Mvp this
0: week. Congrats, motherfucker. Hey, just while we're still talking about uh, basketball and the bucks here, did you guys happen to see any of the parade or uh, not as it wasn't even the parade, it was just kind of when they when the players are all talking to the to the fans and whatnot with PJ Tucker? No, oh, it. fuck, Nope, it's funny. So I I wasn't uh, privy to what he was saying or whatever, it doesn't really matter. So he's got the he's got the Larry O trophy in his arm, he's got a fucking bottle of champagne and he like fucking chugs the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Yes, this guy knows how to fucking party. Just looked pretty funny. It was kind of like the uh Marc Gasol with the Toronto yeah. uh the Toronto parade and whatnot, just down in fucking beers left, right, and center. So I thought it was fucking funny. And of course PJ Tucker was a Raptor draft pick. So Yeah. Thing
2: with the NBA. They're big boys, so they can fucking handle oh, yeah. their booze.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Same with, like the football players here, right? Yeah, like, Exactly. Fuck. Like Except for Tom Brady. Yeah, except for Tom Brady. Uh, (laughs) But, like, look at, like, a guy, like, we see it all the time, especially even at Bucks games where uh, David Bakhtiari is a Green Bay Packer uh, lineman, and he fucking downs beers like it's nothing. He just opens his fucking throat and down it goes. It's, you know, but, again, he's a monster, huge. So he can drink 15 of them and be like, oh, did I just have a glass of water?
2: Yeah, it's like one of us taking a beer out of, like, a shot glass. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so we're going to slide into the MLB. i got a few things to talk about here. Fastest player, hit 50 career home runs and 50 career stolen bases, used to be Ronald Acuna Jr. It is now Fernando Tatis Jr., and this does not surprise me at all. So Tatis has done it in 223 games compared to Acuna's 251 uh, There's a few other guys prior to him. Eric Davis had 258 games. He did it. Mike Trout 266 games. And Daryl Strawberry, 276 games. Strawberry.
1: Yeah, he crushed this compared to everybody else. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Like I I get why you're saying you're not surprised, but you could say at the beginning of the year when he had that shoulder issue. I know I was saying I would think he's gonna be done for most of the year and yeah. he comes back and is doing is just dominating. He's not that far behind in the home run lead as well. Mm-hmm. So and he's missed a few games here and there. So it's it's quite impressive. And he's he's a pretty good defensive player too. He's a great defensive
0: player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't you know, I'm not surprised that he did it. I am a little surprised in the amount of games he was able to eclipse it by because that's for sure. Quite a few, quite a few games, right?
1: yeah it's a lot and that, and now that uh, huge deal that the Padres gave him at the beginning of the year is looking amazing right oh, now yeah. because he's going to be with them for what was it 13 years or something, something like that stupid yeah as long as he
0: stays healthy it's win-win for for everybody in that situation for sure but he's got to stay healthy
1: right and who who knows if he might need some other issues in the off season because of that shoulder mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know if it's getting worse or who know. You know, who knows. Like, we don't know.
1: Keep feeding those tranquilizers into that shoulder and relaxing it. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Okay, a guy that we talk about every fucking week. And I hope people aren't getting uh, annoyed by us talking about Shohei every week. But again, this guy does something every week show to, to, to make our show here. Uh, this week, it wasn't necessarily what he did. But it definitely has uh, something to do with him. So... An autographed All-Star Shohei jersey sold for $130,000. And Otani didn't even wear the fucking jersey. Not in the game, at least. Not in the All-Star game.
1: Not in the game? Not in the game. (laughs) Not in the game. (laughs) Maybe in
0: practice, but not in the game. this is just insane. Like, I'm pretty sure that I could go on eBay and buy a fucking All-Star jersey signed by this guy for less than $130,000. Now, it may be a fake signature, but I'm pretty sure I could get it for less than $130,000. Yeah, that's nuts. It's crazy. Crazy. Like, I'd be interested. I should have did a little bit of research on this to find out what, like, what would a Hank Aaron All-Star jersey go for sign? You know what I mean? Like, or even like a Ken Griffey Jr. type thing. Like the, I don't think there's any chance—not a Ken Griffey anyway—would go for one hundred thirty thousand. Maybe a Hank Aaron, maybe a Willie Mays, Babe Ruth would go for that much, but yeah, you know, pretty crazy, pretty fucking crazy. And Ohtani is still in first in home runs. He's still leading the league with thirty-five. Oh. And that's all I'm gonna say about Shohei because I know people are getting tired of me talking <laughs> about Shohei, but it's warranted every fucking time.
1: You've gotten some DMs about that? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no DMs, but uh, who knows? Maybe you shut up about him, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I hate the angels, shut up.
1: <laughs> well, they're, they're not going anywhere, so yeah. I don't know what's to hate about them, yeah, for sure. It's
0: gonna
2: be the MVP, though. Sorry, sorry, Gladdy, but it's gonna be sure that
0: he's got to fall off a bit, and yeah. and Vlad would have to pick it up just a, a sea hair more. But you're you're probably right, and it when it comes down to it, it's because of the duel. The dual yeah. el- eligibility, for sure. And nobody's ever fucking done that except for Babe. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it makes sense that he will likely be the AL MVP. But if he drops way off, then maybe not. But I can, I don't see that happening.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, even if he's a bit behind Vladdy in batting, he's probably still going to get it because he's...
0: As long as he's half-decent pitching, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, if his pitching stats go for shit as well as batting stats, then... Yeah, different sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I don't see either of them going south. Not too far south, anyway. So we've got a team name change. Now, uh, this has been in the works for a year, maybe two. The Cleveland Indians in the past have stopped using the logo of Chief Wahoo, which was obviously the Native American face that was red as red can be on the jersey. And obviously that, you know, in the past, past four years or whatever, three, four years has been a, a sore spot and people don't, uh, we, you know, we don't want that, that type of stuff, uh, racism and, and so on and so forth. It doesn't need to be in any league and, and shouldn't, be, uh, shouldn't be part of your logo. Obviously teams will have to take some time to figure out what their new team name and logo is going to be, just like uh, the Washington football team. They are still trying to figure their shit out, but Cleveland has figured theirs out. So this, the 2021 season, will be the last one for the Cleveland Indians. In 2022, they are going to be known as the Cleveland Guardians. Now, yeah. I think this is a horrible fucking name. Horrible. It's what are you guarding? <laughs> like, what are you guarding? You're in fucking Cleveland. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> so they really they instead of going all out and taking having this opportunity to completely change everything about your logo about your colors about everything they decided to basically stick with everything the same the the logo font is pretty well the same it's all the same colors so they don't have to change a whole lot you know they still have the c looks a little different for cleveland now uh on the hats instead of you know a lot of times recently just had the c So they'll still have some of that, but it's a little bit of a different C, pretty much the same. The new logo is a baseball surrounded by two G's that have wings on it. (laughs) It's dumb. It's so dumb. I don't understand what they're being guardians of. I think that they could have come up with a way better name. You know, off the top of my head, I probably can't come up with anything. But
1: <laughs> you realize this is Cleveland; they got a team called the Browns yeah, as well. That's, so that's fair. That's fair. That, that's better though. Well, the Browns. Not much is, that's re- <laughs> the Browns
0: is referring to—dogs, right? Yeah, yeah. So and you know, the Cavaliers—that's referring to fucking like guys with swords and shit, right? So
1: guys on horseback, I think.
0: Yeah, but like Guardians, like we've said many times about the WNBA, is not fucking scary. I'm not intimidated by the Cleveland Guardians so to me they if if I was an owner of the Cleveland franchise I would have went with something a little different what I don't know I didn't have two years to think of it like the Cleveland franchise did but well
1: it might be the same kind of issue that Washington has had trouble with because a bunch of people or one guy like bought up a bunch of names yeah yeah for that for that <laughs> domain and everything like that so they just went and said, People probably did the same thing with the the Indians. Maybe. They just went. They just went and grabbed whatever they could find real quick.
0: But like, I mean, the Cleveland Cougars would have been better. Yeah. You know, like yeah, sure, maybe they that could have been taken or whatever. But there's lots of play, lots of other names that I think could have been
1: could have been the Bobcats. They could have been. The there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So how do you guys feel about the Cleveland Guardians and the name?
1: It's extremely meh. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. Like I'm glad they changed it, but it's meh.
0: Right, agreed. I, I'm glad yeah. that they changed it, but but yeah, definitely meh. Yeah, no, I'm with you. should have they think they, they must have been able to do something better. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I kind of like the Cleveland Bobcats, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Start a petition. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Change yeah. your name.
2: That's that's two cats we've come up with, by the way. Cougars and Bobcats. Cougars and Bobcats. Yeah. Well,
1: mine was more of a joke. <laughs>
2: but it
0: works somehow. All right. So enough about the team name that we don't like. I'm sure when the Washington football team comes up with their name, we'll probably be saying the same thing. It's a shitty name, but we don't know yet.
2: They got to do better than that after they. How long have they been without a name now?
0: Oh, well, last year, I believe, was their first year. Yeah. With, so this will be
1: coming team. the se- second year. Yeah.
0: And they said that they're going to wait a bit.
1: They said they're going to, I think I said something that they're going to wait until 2022 season.
0: Right. <laughs> so this will be the potentially the last year as
1: a football team. But the only reason they're having trouble with this is because the guy bought up yeah. all the rights for it. So it is what it is. Hey, man. I think there's still no negotiating. Go-
2: like, the team is probably going to be the team name for, like, a hundred years.
0: <laughs> until until it's racist, right? Yeah, Basically. or
2: until the team moves or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe they can be the fucking Bobcats. <laughs> maybe. All right. So, just like the NHL, just like we talked about some, some rumors in the NBA, there's been some trades in the MLB. And we just spoke about Fernando Tatis and the Padres, so let's start with them. The Padres have acquired... All-star second baseman, Adam Frazier, and a big old duffel bag of cash from the Pirates for Tucupita, uh, Marciano, Jack Switzki, Mar- Marcano. Marcano, Marciano, Marciano, whatever, <laughs> and Mitch Miliano.
1: Right. This is a great deal for Padres. Like Mitch Miliano is like the only one that I think the top ten prospects for the Padres. So that's a that's not a bad trade for an all-star like him. Right. And you get money.
0: Yeah, everybody likes a big bag of fucking Everybody cash. loves a bag of cash. <laughs> Except for the Flyers? Did they give up the money? Nope. <laughs> no, They oh,
2: just okay. got a bag full of nothing. <laughs> they got the duffel bag. They opened it up. <laughs> it was
0: empty. <laughs> it
1: was it was open to a free cap.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Frazier is MLB's hit leader, and he has another year of arbitration in 2022. So depending on how he uh, plays for the rest of the season here, he's likely to make more money than he did this uh, this year. And maybe that $1.4 in cash that the Padres got will help out for that.
1: I think he might end up playing the outfield as well because they got that Cronenworth guy playing second well, and Machado at third.
0: I've seen Cronenworth play first as well, though.
1: Yeah, I don't think they want him there, though.
0: Oh, I wouldn't either. Because he's, he's, I think
1: they got, they got will, will Myers there.
0: That's right, yep. Yeah, so maybe it was just an off day for Myers, so they moved Croner and Oldworth over or something to that effect. In the day that I saw, so. well, he
1: gets injured a lot too, so Myers, he might have been might have been hurt. Yeah. Myers, like for, you're talking about Myers, right? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty all star infield, and now you've just gotten a guy that can. I think Cronenworth does like almost all the infield, so he's going to be the guy moving around, helping guys take days off. Obviously, Tatis is probably not taking a day off.
0: Oh, that's. That's four All Stars in your in your uh, infield, right? Machado, Tatis, right. now Frazier, and uh, Cronenworth was an All Star as well. So that's uh, pretty fucking good.
2: What do you think mm-hmm. that does for their World Series chances?
0: It definitely helps. It
1: increases it.
0: <laughs> for sure. It definitely doesn't. Uh, it doesn't hurt them, and it, the only team that, or I mean, teams that it, it will hurt is uh, other NL teams and other teams in that division, i.e., the uh, the old LA Dodgers.
1: San Fran, San Francisco yeah, San Giants. Fran, yeah, for sure. So like, that's a crazy tough division this year. Uh-huh. Cause I never thought the Giants were gonna be as good as they are. Uh, nobody did. Nobody. It, did. It's wild. Yeah, they've been. They. I don't know if they are still, but they were like the best record in baseball for a while.
0: I think they might still be.
1: It's it's crazy for, and I've also noticed that like they do like one shit year. Like I think this this time it was like two shit years in a row. But they've also since they won the World Series they've been like doing. They do good, and then they do shit, and then they do good, and they do shit, and then they do good, and they do shit. Like it's it's crazy, like how hot and cold this team is, and that's why no one ever thought of them being here either. I mm-hmm. think for sure. Anyways, that was that was about San Fran, but we're talking. about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's all right, man. That's all right.
0: It's all in the MLB world. It's good. It's good. Yeah, good
2: tension. Good tension.
0: So, the New York Mets acquire left hand pitcher Rich Hill from the Tampa Bay Rays for right-hand pitcher Tommy Hunter and Matt Dwyer. Uh, you know, Rich Hill's a I don't want to call him mediocre, but he's not your number 1, but he's not your number 5 guy. You know, he's probably in that 2-3 range for your starter depending on your team, and he's a solid solid player like
1: he, you know. He's been injured off and on, but he started this year off really really good. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of tapered off after maybe that sticky stuff situation, <laughs> but yeah, he's still gonna give you some. He's gonna eat up innings, and I know the Mets aren't gonna give a shit about his arm because the guy's forty-one years old. So they're gonna throw it until it dies. Yeah, for sure. But it's not it's not as big as trade as as the one before with the pot with Adam Frazier. No, definitely not. But
2: why did the Rays do this though? Are they not getting worse right now for this trade?
1: I think the Rays like to get like like they get in this injured guy, uh, Tommy Hunter and the rays can turn a lot of pitchers around real quick and that's how they keep getting in the prospects and everything like that so they're not afraid of the pitchers that they bring in because they can retool them just like san fran can retool pitchers as well back to san fran <laughs> 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 but but they they, they they're, they're a team that can just turn out these guys like so rich hell really came to the tampa not being that good, being injured a lot in LA and then now they're shipping him off to see if they can they get some guys for him a little bit younger uh, and a catcher to see if they can try and retool this guy and get better. And I don't know, I know their lineup or their rotation is they don't usually tend to have their starters go very far cuz their bullpen is usually always dominant. Mm. So they don't they don't tend to like stretch him out very long. Unless, like, they have a ton of confidence in you and that you won't hurt yourself. Plus, they have Shane McClanahan, I think, is coming back. I don't know if it's anytime soon, but I think he's going to make it back for the end of the year, who's been top shelf for the most part.
0: Yeah, this also opens the door for Brendan McKay to pitch a little more, too.
1: Oh, they're calling him up?
0: I, well, I'm not 100%. Like, probably not yet. But, like I said, this, this is, the, you know, the door has opened now for more of these younger guys to come up that are still going to be, you know, guys that uh, – that can help out in the, in the pros. So.
1: So I just say Tampa, usually with the young guys, they only pitch a couple innings and that they're, they're gone. They, they don't put a lot of stress on their, uh, their arms there for the young younger guys. Well,
0: and, and maybe they use them as an opener type thing, McKay, or, or you know, maybe they have an opener and then put him in for, for three innings and then carry on. But it's obviously when you, when you move a, an older guy that has to pretty much stay in the bigs, uh, you know, when you move him, that's definitely going to open the door for somebody and whether it's uh it's mckay or who are you saying jess sorry
1: Shane account kind he was um, he was doing really well missing a lot of bats but he wasn't going deep into innings mm-hmm. well preferably because of tampa's way of how they they do prospect pitching and everything like that but he said that he wants to get back which and he's doing a good job because a lot of people were saying he was gonna be done for the year
0: so, Pete, I don't know if the Rays get worse here. You know, maybe they lose a little bit of uh, consistency or with the consistency that they've had with him with Rich Hill this year. But I, I still think that they've got, like you said, Jess, they're, they're pretty good with their pitchers So, and, and bringing their pitchers up and, you know, like you say, retooling and whatnot. So I really don't think this is going to hurt the Rays at all.
2: Yeah, you think they can just get a bit of value out of this guy and still probably not detriment their team at all. Exactly. exactly.
0: And then sticking with the Rays, they have acquired old man Nelson Cruz, the DH. He was playing in Minnesota. So they get uh, the Rays get Cruz and right-hand pitcher Calvin Foucher from the Twins for right-hand pitcher Joe Ryan and right-hander Drew Strotman. Strotman, not Stroman. <laughs> <laughs> you know this year they're just looking for a little extra pop they're looking for a guy that you know can play that everyday dh i mean it's easy to fill a dh role but if you have subpar guys that are uh that are in that lineup spot it can really hurt you and with uh, having nelson Cruz, who crews who is still playing at a pretty high level he can still smash the fucking ball i think this is uh this is definitely going to help their top five guys in the lineup type thing to uh to knock runs in
1: yeah. Cruz is still hitting 294 for an average for 2021 20, with 19 home runs. Yeah.
0: Like that's pretty fucking good. So he's, yeah, you know, he's up there, you know, he's not challenging for Otani with a 35, but 19 isn't half bad.
1: So there was this thing that I was going to ask you guys at the beginning of the MLB season with Nelson Cruz was, <clears throat> was he going to be over or under his home runs for his age? So I think he's going to finish the year. He's age forty right now, and I think he's going to finish the year at age forty-one. And I was going to ask you guys if if he was going to finish over or under the the forty-one.
0: Wow. Well, we're halfway through. He's hit nineteen. Got to got to be under, but close.
1: Yeah. So, but like, it would have been good to ask that at the beginning of the season. (laughs) Yeah, I just kind of admit it for. I just saw it somewhere, and or someone said it to me, or something like that. I saw it, and I thought that was like, oh, that's a pretty cool question. Cause I don't know what I would pick there. I probably would have went with the old, well, I would have taken. probably, probably would have went too. with the old because Minnesota was good last year and they have really gone off the deep end here. So Minnesota does pick up Tampa Bay's number 10 and 17 prospect in the pipeline. So, and it's also Tampa Bay's pitchers. So they also get a heightened bonus there just because of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. At least I'm like, I'm always trying, I would always be trying to get their, uh, they're pitching prospects because they got a good system down there in the minor leagues. Yeah. The
0: scouts know what they're doing and the trainers are, uh, and coaches are pretty good that way. So,
1: Mm -hmm. so a few trades there,
0: I'm sure uh, there will be a few more as the trade deadline is in four days. I believe it's on the 30th. So that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see next. Well, I guess it won't be next week, but uh, the following week we'll probably have some more trades to, uh, to chat about. And uh, we'll get everybody's input.
2: Do you think the Jays make any significant they moves? They
0: have said they're going to. What those significant moves are, I don't know. I mean, they did move uh, Rowdy, who has actually been playing pretty well in uh, in Milwaukee.
1: That's what I said. The Milwaukee can just <laughs> sing with everyone with William Thomas. Yep.
0: Oh, he's been lighting it up with Thomas. He's yeah. like, since he's been moved, I, like he's like top three in just about every fucking uh category it's crazy
1: you know what is the reason why he said that he was so he didn't like uh, tropicana field or it was because he didn't like tropicana field he said he couldn't see the ball there very well
0: yeah which is fair everybody says that right once it gets up in the air that white background of the ceiling it really fucks up with the outfielders so now that's the outfielders
1: he was he was talking about hitting oh really he was talking about hitting he couldn't see the ball well there
0: huh Interesting. That's
1: why he's been lighting that it up, and sense, yeah. the bre- or that's that's the excuse he's making why he's lighting it up with the Brewers. Hmm.
0: Because most center fields are blacked out, or you know, if it's if it's got you know some of the places like the you know will have they might have a pool or whatever, but a lot of it there isn't a whole lot going on in the middle of center field so that the, the batters can see. So
1: maybe they they try to make him play small ball, and he didn't want to do that. Fair enough, could be because Adamus I think was like. Like uh, a high prospect at one point, yeah. So he did have a lot of potential.
0: All right. So enough about all those other fucking teams. Let's get into the Blue Jays. Now they played like fucking ass this week. They suck. They were... Why do we
1: want to get into them again? Well,
0: because we'd rather talk about the Blue Jays than <laughs> the other fucking teams, even if they do suck. <laughs> so yeah. they're one and four this week. Zero and two against the Bull Sox. And one and two versus the old Mets fourth place in the AL East too many games back of Boston too many games back of the last wild card spot. They're, they aren't doing good. They, you know, they have a good week. They have a bad week. They have a good week. They have a bad week. And you just can't be like it's that the
1: most that. frustrating thing for things.
0: sure. And you're not going to do anything long-term for the season. If you're playing like that good week, bad week, good week, bad week, because you're going to end up around 500 and you're, maybe, maybe squeak into a wild card or fight for it for that, for that wild card. But I don't know. It's not looking good right now. Obviously there's still lots of time left, but. So one good thing that came out of this week for the Jays is that Alejandro Kirk was activated off the 60 day IL. Now I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think the Jays are rolling with three uh, catches right now with uh, Reese McGuire, Kirk and Danny Jansen. But I would imagine that that'll be short lived and one of them will be sent down, likely Reese. I would think. Yeah. yeah. But Reese hasn't been horrible. Although he's, yeah, he's been good. So it's.
1: Maybe it's Danny. I don't think you can say I don't think down. you can say Danny
0: now. No, that's yeah. the problem, right? So it's either Kirk or.
1: McGuire. Or McGuire,
0: yeah. I mean, you could send Danny down, but he would have to go through waivers. And there's he's good enough defensively that somebody will pick him up.
1: At that point, you might as well trade him.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's a deadline yep. kind of man. And
0: that's, hey, that's not a horrible idea. Not a horrible idea because there's there's some other guys coming up in the pipeline that are catchers too. So, yeah. And then last week, I think it was last week, I asked if you guys thought that uh, Vlad had a, tr- a chance at the Triple Crown. Ooh, didn't no, was it, it last week, Jess? It must have been yeah, last was, week.
1: Yeah, it and, was. And we all agreed that it wasn't it's happening. It's not going to happen. No. Uh,
0: not, not as of last week and not as of this week. Uh, So Vlad has kind of dropped off a little bit. He hasn't uh, been hitting quite as much as he did prior to the all-star game, although he's still playing very well. So he is in second place in all the triple crown categories, home runs, RBIs and average. He's got 32 home runs, 79 RBI, and he has a 326 average, which is not horrible by any stretch.
1: No, we're making it sound like he sucks. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and
0: let's be real. He does not suck. He's, he is our best player. No question about it. So second in home runs behind Otani's 35, as we mentioned earlier, second in RBI behind Devers is 80 and excuse me, it's Devers, 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 whatever, same fucking difference. He <laughs> plays for Boston. So he gives a fuck. and, and <laughs> uh Nick Castellanos is leading the average race at 329. So Vlad is not far off any of these. Like he had definitely turned it up a bit and uh and move these up into first place again, but it's going to take you know especially Otani, he's going to have to drop off a little bit. The other guys, you know, he's so close with one one behind Evers and just 0.003 behind Castellanos. So those are definitely ones that he can catch up there. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure, Jess, you said it was home runs that he wasn't going to get. He would get the other two.
1: Yes, that's what I said. I didn't think he was going to catch Otani.
0: Yeah. Um, right now, the way Otani's still been playing and still been hitting the ball, I don't think it's going to happen either. I'd like it to, you, but.
1: Yeah, it, it also depends if Cassiano comes back too, from because he's been injured for, I think, since July 19th. So. It, who knows how long the, those suitable stats will stay up there because you got to play a certain amount of games, but he's also got to come back. Yeah.
2: Will they, like, if he doesn't play anymore, will they strip him off that leaderboard?
1: It's possible.
0: They'll, yeah, it'll be like, you'll have to play X. It's probably an average, average of all the players plus one type thing, where as long as you play that many games then you would still be allowed to be on that list. But what that is, I don't know. i I don't know all the ins and outs of baseball. So
1: Come on, Josh. I, I don't know what it is either, but I know that because because there's a lot of people that could probably just have like one at bat and then get hurt or right. run at bat and get sent down down to the minors and have a thousand. So yeah. you have to have a certain amount of at bats, I believe, and possibly games. Yeah.
0: It's likely just at bats because, I mean, you could get seven in a game potentially, right? It's not – doesn't happen very often, but – you could. So
1: you would think it would be at bats, but who knows? MLB makes a lot of weird rules. They're an odd league.
0: It's the old boys' club, right? They don't change shit. Well,
1: yeah. they they are kind they of. Are they're starting slowly, to get out of them.
0: slowly. Uh, uh,
1: so, uh, Peter, I just I just looked up something real quick about a trade that you asked about. If the Jays were looking at, they were looking at Jose uh, Barrios, but we'd be ch- trading the farm for him. Austin Martin, right. Jordan Groshans, and uh, I, I Or Orvels Martinez, Ooh, who's shit. I think, really that yeah, I, uh, wow. yeah. Well, like again, like he's a good pitcher. He's an ace, and the Jays can't get any yeah. guys from yeah. the, their farm system get their shit together. Like, well, the, they they might get their stuff together in the in the minors, but they can't as soon as they come up to the majors, they get hurt.
2: I still wouldn't do that. Man. Oh, I wouldn't uh, either. I wouldn't either the Jays will be probably about as good next year anyway. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
2: So I, I it's not like the window is closing right now, so I wouldn't I wouldn't sell the farm, at least not yet.
1: I also believe that those some of those guys will get traded because a lot of them play the same positions, infielders, and I, I think Austin Martin's playing outfield, but I think you'll start seeing some of those guys get traded for pitching prospects. Or maybe just pitchers in general that are starting.
0: I'm going to challenge you, Jess. I think Austin Martin is a catcher.
1: He's definitely no, not he, a catcher. You know? No, I'm getting into that. He's a, short He's a shortstop. And, and they're and they're playing him in the outfield.
0: Huh. Well, we need a challenge anyway. So maybe I'm back down <laughs> to zero. <but laughs> so anyway, last thing on the Blue Jays is just the upcoming week here. They got four versus the Bull Sox and three versus Casey. I mean, they got to win every fucking game here, but it's probably not going to happen. I'm looking at, my guess is they win two of these fucking games, which is horrible. One bonus here, the three games against KC is in Toronto. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah! Now, Pete, last week, we were definitely, we weren't chirping you, but we were glad you were gone so that you couldn't chirp us. So, you got 15 seconds to chirp us. Go!
2: I just may be the smartest person in the entire world to have the foresight to clearly see back in the thick of COVID when everyone thought there was no chance that clearly come summer the Jays would be playing in Toronto. You knew it was going to happen. No, you didn't. I knew it was going to (laughs) happen.
0: Oh, I clearly said it was not happening. There is no chance for
2: me. And I don't necessarily blame you. The point we were at, it was like
1: it just got worse and worse and worse, was... and then we thought there'd be no chance. And then all of a sudden, vaccines started showing
0: up. Were we in like lockdown yeah. one at that point, <laughs> and we went through two and more? Uh, oh yeah.
2: But I knew, come summertime, cases always drop in the summer. Yeah, hopefully they don't pick up again. No, they will. I guarantee you, they will.
1: All right, Josh, to your challenge there.
2: Yep, I was wrong.
1: Yeah, center field and shortstop is where he plays.
0: All right, well, like I said, we needed a fucking challenge, so.
1: a boy. Way to take that one for the But game. you gave Peter points. <laughs> well,
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he said the same answer as you after you said it, so. <laughs> I don't know. I think I said it first. I don't know. Replay it.
1: No, he was challenging I can't, I can't. me. Yeah, he challenging. Yeah, he said he, he
2: said he was a catcher. I don't think he no, said he he said, he
0: said that he was going to play outfield, even though he thinks outfield, he was a shortstop. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I, I only lose one, time. not two, so this, it's fine. This, <laughs> this
1: is where Kevin needs to be here for the, the deciding vote. Well, he would
0: but. definitely go against Peter no matter what. So yeah, I know,
1: not <laughs> Motherfucker! Screw you guys! I'm taking
0: that point. <laughs> there you go, boys. I saved you guys a minus at the end of the show. Appreciate you.
1: All right. Were you thinking of Russ Martin? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was,
0: oh, I was confused. Didn't he, he, was didn't fun he start as like a third baseman or something, though, Russ?
1: He sure oh. did. I think he even played on like one of Team Canada's as like the shortstop
0: yep. or something. Yep. Like that. <laughs> and I actually, I think one, I think it was, must have been a World Baseball Classic, I think. And he he didn't play because he wanted to play shortstop. And they were like, no. <laughs> You're not like really yeah. Yeah. He wanted to play shortstop and they were like, No, we got I can't remember who the shortstop was that year, but they're like, No. And he's like, Okay, fuck you, I'm out. Which is crazy because I'd play in the fucking world baseball classic. I mean, obviously I'd be good enough, but anyway, boys, that's it for uh baseball. Jess, what's going on in the NFL?
1: Well, it's a sad day for me as a Rams fan, as our Super Bowl team took a hit today or this week. Cam Akers tears his ACL and is out for the 2001 season.
2: I have two questions for you. Yep. First of all, how does that make you feel?
1: It's upsetting, but we'll get through it. I still believe this is a Super Bowl team.
2: Well, that was my second question. Do you still think they are the Super Bowl champions?
1: Yep. Still still going to die on that (laughs) that hill. Like, Daryl Henderson is... I would say maybe the better back, but the guy is small. And he, he's also been a bit injury prone the last two years. He's ended on the IR. So the the thing is, is the guy's dynamic as hell, but he's got to, they got to give him more breathers and just try and stay a little bit healthier, run out up the more. I don't know. Something just, just <laughs> don't take as many hits, but cause he's super fast. He can catch and he had a better, uh, average on the ground than acres did last year and he only beat and acres only beat him in rushing yards by like a, like a couple yards, I believe. And Daryl Henderson ended up having more uh, scrimmage yards for the, for the year. Now it wasn't much, but it was a running back by committee last year for the Rams. So, and then I threw some free agents in there. FYI, I don't want any of these fucking guys, (laughs) but everyone keeps talking about them going to the Rams. But I'll talk about them. So Adrian Peterson, old as fuck. He will he might be the only one I'd be okay with because then we can just put him at the goal line. That's what I was going to say.
0: He's the only one out of the, the three that you're about to talk about that I would even remotely look at.
1: Yeah, and I would just use him in goal line or short yardage situations. Uh, Levon Bell, which we've talked about, who didn't want to play in the KC offense. <laughs>
0: which makes no sense. yeah so
1: so, whatever and i and seeing how he played for the jets and and the chiefs last year is yeah no need for him and then they're talking about getting todd Gurley back now i wouldn't i would be okay with him because he's kind of like peterson in the same way that he would be good in the short yardage situation that's all he really is right now but he was talking so much shit about the rams not paying him before and i was a huge Todd Gurley fan but after they cut him he was bitching and moaning about how he didn't get his five million because they did the post cut date after June first so that he could sign with Atlanta. So he was he was just whining. He was making waves more or less is what I I thought. And yeah, I think there's there was no need for it. And I don't think he'll 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 come back anyways. I think
0: there's zero chance that they they sign him. Yeah. The other the other two guys, maybe.
1: I think they'd be a little bit more dynamic than Peterson.
0: Yeah, for sure. But you know what you're getting out of AP every fucking down that he plays. you know. And he wasn't horrible. Wasn't he in uh, New Orleans last year? Was it
1: New Orleans? No, oh, he was in Detroit. Was he in Detroit? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, so he was in Detroit. And he actually did have a really good season last year in the down spot. And I remember – what's his name? The guy that got fired from Detroit last year. He went back to the Patriots, the defensive coordinator. Uh Patricia. Patricia, thank you. So, he didn't want to have Peterson out there because he didn't want to run I-formation every single time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: that's fair. <laughs> well, it, like, he ended up actually having a pretty good year after Patricia left. So, like, AP, he's old. He's like 30, 35 maybe or something like that. He's old as dirt. And Todd is is still under 30. So, he can still run through that, but again, when his knee starts giving out, then he's no good for the rest of the season. So, And plus all the drama.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like I said, I don't want either of these guys. <laughs> or none of these guys. And then Aaron Rodgers, back in the news for a couple different reasons. Last week, he, there was rumors from Adam Scheffner. I said add in there, but it's Adam Scheffner. He turned down a two-year extension. And that would, it would make him the highest paid NFL player. It would also lock him up for another five years with Green Bay. But as A-Rod has been saying this whole time, he wants the fuck out of Green Bay. And he might actually end up getting that. Because they're in the final stages of a new deal. Aaron Rodgers should be out of Green Bay by the, the end of 2021. So they want him back for one more year. And I believe he wants to be back for one more year. But there's coming with conditions. I believe they're voiding out a couple of seasons. I don't know if it's going to be the 2022, but I know for sure it's going to be the 2023. There's going to be no fr- uh, franchise tag allowed, which I've never heard of. And yeah, then uh, I guess they will discuss the, at the end of the 2021 season, but that he, he just wants out of green Bay. He's been saying, he's like, he doesn't like the culture there anymore. he like, he doesn't mind actually Jordan Love at all. He thinks he's a he's a decent guy and everything like that. He doesn't mind teaching him a bit because Favre never wanted to teach him anything. Mm-hmm. And but he's willing to teach him because it's not his fault he got drafted. It was it's it's that Brian Gudakess or whatever his name is Gudakens. He he has the hatred for him. He just doesn't like the front uh, front office and uh, and how everyone's running Green Bay right now. He just wants a cult, uh, culture change is what I'm seeing.
0: It's crazy to see this guy. Like, you think that this guy's the franchise quarterback. He's never going to leave. You know, kind of like the Tom Brady in, in uh, the you know, Patriot land there. Obviously, that changed. But, you know, these guys, even Peyton Manning, like you don't think they're going to ever leave that team, you know. And then, obviously, this is a little bit different situation uh, as, as Rodgers isn't happy where I I don't think I think Tom was still happy or happy until
1: I don't think he was happy. No, I mean I think he wanted I think he wanted out of there. I think he wanted more freedom. He was still being babied by Billacheck. Maybe. And he wanted any and that's why he he left was he wanted to go join a fun club like Tampa Bay. Yeah, maybe. Cuz there's been a bunch of guys coming out like Cassius Marsh came out and said like you're pretty much going there to win a Super Bowl to 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 Boston. But it's grueling the 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 practices and everything like that and you don't take any shit from like bill like you have to take all, or sorry you have to you have to take all the shit from bill and what he asked for and everything and if you don't he's going to get rid of you cuz he runs everything there
0: unfortunately it's not so easy to go win a super bowl in boston anymore with without tom right it's you knew that, that was going to be a big a big loss for them and uh, <clears throat> my understanding with tom is he's pretty fucking excited for week i think it's week 4 when Tampa yeah. goes, goes to Boston, that'll be that's a must see TV. I bet you that game is like 50 burger easy for Tom. Like he's gonna light it up. Quick
2: sidebar Did you see the video of Tom throwing balls mm-hmm. at the ball throwing machine?
0: Yeah, the jugs machine. Yeah, man.
2: Yeah. I, I did not need, oh, you gotta watch it. He makes three passes so into, the into,
0: into the jugs machine and what then you... it fucking shoots it back out at him. He's playing catch with the back at
2: him. He catches it, throws it again.
0: Yeah. Catches it again. Uh, I wonder how many takes that's real. Yeah, it might have taken a bunch, but it was three throws in a row. He threw two from, say, 15 or 20 yards that nailed right in between the fucking two wheels, shot it right back out. And then he took another maybe five steps back and threw it another one. And same thing. And this time he threw it hard enough that he knocked the fucking jugs machine over. So
1: enough playing ball. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. anyway, that's kind of a, that's an extra sidebar because we're talking about Tom, but we're talking about A-Rod. A- so.
2: <laughs> yeah. That sidebar on the sidebar. Anyway, carry on, Jesse.
1: Yeah, so I think he just wants to get out of there. And I think Green Bay is going to try and get him out of here. And they're going to have Jordan Love for two seasons under the tutel- tutelage of A-Rod, a- a- which will definitely help them, but it's kind of two quarterbacks in a row. That's with all this frigging drama. Is he leaving? Is he going? Mm. So it's 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 very dramatic out there in the Midwest. <laughs>
2: there are worse places to be than having superstar quarterbacks leaving with drama. All kinds of teams out there that can't get themselves a good quarterback. Yeah. And Green Bay, for whatever reason, got lucky. And
1: well, they're doing the same the same thing that they did before. Right, they they drafted a QB in the first round because they didn't know how long Far was going to be around. Then he started lighting it up, and then I think that's what they're like. I said before, they're just trying to stay reminiscent. They want they don't want to lose not being popular because they need the sales. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you think like don't you think Green Bay is going to sell out no matter no matter who's playing?
1: Oh, they're going to sell out, but they need to. They got to still see be pulverizing, like they still got to be like out there, like be, between like what was it, the 60s where they dominated, and then the and then when they got Favre, they re- there wasn't much in between that yeah, yeah. they were they were very good. So they've been good since what was it, 94 or something when they got Favre? Uh, I can't, I would
0: know because.
1: Fucking, that was some back, back in his yeah, day back, in, back his in his day, day yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so they've been good for like almost 30 years so you might as well keep going with the same formula yeah all right then we're going to go into a player that I'm a big fan of that's good I don't like the team he plays for <laughs> uh Fred Warner now becomes the highest paid inside linebacker with a 5 year contract extension worth 95 million now it's only 40.5 million guaranteed which cj mosley has, has a little bit more guaranteed money but it is the highest paid money money annually for an inside linebacker and he's a third round pick in 2018 drafted by byu he's been pretty good he plays in a pretty good defense and he's one of those linebackers that you can almost call like I would say like almost Bobby Wagner. He is his athleticism is crazy. He's crazy fast. He can play against the pass and he's not getting a lot of tackles for a loss, but he can, he's a guy that can run across the field or play sideline to sideline. No problem there. And he seems to have dominant games against the Rams. So that's why I'm <laughs> not a big fan of the team <laughs> that he plays against. Cause got to play him twice a year. <clears throat> he's also is super healthy. He can. I don't think he's missed a game yet for San Fran.
0: Wow, that's pretty fucking good, man. That's that's yeah. This guy
1: needs the Rams Mm -hmm. need to figure out how to block this guy or isolate this guy or just don't throw his way. I don't know. Just don't run in his direction.
2: (laughs) You just keep bringing up San Fran teams. Doesn't matter what the sport. I think that might be actually where you.
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah. No. Like the, the Giants, like I, I respect them. But when you're like you're a good team, like San Francisco had a lot of good teams, like they know how to build build sports teams there.
2: Sound like a fan to me.
1: Look at the gold golden state warriors, bud. I'm not a fan. I'm just noticing that like winning is winning and they're doing it across a bunch hey. of sports.
0: Sounds like you're a fan.
1: Interesting. It's hard to not see it when they're in the news all the time. <laughs>
0: Maybe if San Fran gets a fucking hockey team, Jess will be a fan.
1: Okay, yeah. If San Fran gets a hockey team, which it's not going to happen because it's 32 teams now in the NHL.
2: And a lot in California. Three teams in California already, which is a lot for hockey because California is hot,
1: you know?
0: Yeah, well. Isn't there like three in New York, though? New York State? Yeah, New York is cold. Fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. (laughs)
1: But uh, I think Darius Leonard is going to replace this uh, the highest mark for inside linebacker because he's been a better inside linebacker statistically, and I'm sure he'll replace that soon because he's in the 2018 draft as well. Maybe at the beginning of the, of the first week or so, he might get a extension. Otherwise, it'll be at the end of the year. But Colts aren't going to let this guy get away. Melvin Ingram signs for a one-year deal with Pittsburgh. Now, he had a pretty bad season last year with the Chargers. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so. was
0: on my fantasy team. I think I might have dropped him.
1: (laughs) I would have dropped him. He's like 32 too, so he's getting up there in age, but he just – he hasn't been the same player. He had Bosa beside him too. He should have been doing better. I know he got hurt, but he was just bad. I don't even think he got a sack last year. But hopefully that will replace uh, Bud Dupree, who left to Peter's stupid Titans.
0: (laughs) I mean, this isn't really, Bud Dupree really isn't a guy that you should be going, yeah, for.
1: (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a lot of potential, though.
0: He does.
1: But if you're also, too, because he was playing right beside TJ Watt, who was the runner up in that defensive player of the year. Should have won it. Nope. No, we shouldn't have. And, and there was reasoning to why as we've gone over,
0: but check back to episode probably four for that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think that Bud Dupree had a lot of help from TJ Watt. Now some bigger announcements here with uh, NFL and COVID, they are cracking the whip here. They are pretty much saying any unvaccinated players that cause an outbreak in the 2021 season there will be no rescheduling and the game will be forfeited
0: that's fucking crazy
1: right now i thought that was wild because last year they had no problem doing it now i get that the vaccine's there and there's a way around this i didn't think i thought this was pretty harsh when i saw this because everyone has their beliefs on whatever putting in their body but then I then I looked at another article and this is pretty much a business decision. You're losing business yep. by not having a game or rescheduling a game because you have to you still have all this down money down on a lot of stuff and then having to switch it, you have to it, it causes a lot more money to be spent. Sure so that's what the that that's what this is I believe is, and they've given that the NFLs ample opportunity to do this. So I believe this is why they're cracking the whip here. They're also saying players on both teams will not be paid for the loss contest. And the team responsible for the cancellation due to unvaccinated players will cover financial losses and be subject to a potential disciplinary from the commissioner's office. So I thought the covered losses would be the disciplinary, but there could be, Goodell could come down with some swifter actions as well against the team.
0: It's It's crazy that they're not going to pay the team that had nothing to do with it. Like, you know, I realize that they don't they're not getting the income from the stadium and and from the ticket sales and the TV and all that shit. But like it's not, you know, it's not that team's fault, whether, you know, let's say it was the Bills, right? Like it's if the Bills are good to go, it's not their fault that this game was forfeited. Why shouldn't those guys get paid?
1: Well, one the bills would be the ones probably causing this because they got the issues. Well, <laughs> they got one back, or two guys, but <laughs> I'm
0: just using them as an example, though. Like, I know
1: I'm just I'm just joking, but I I get what you're saying there. But this whole thing, I think they're trying to make this as like how it is in a team sport, like if one guy fails, the other fails, and then just turning this into the game. Like you guys are all part of the NFLPA. Get your players vaccinated.
2: Yeah, it's a psychological thing. I agree. It's token okay. You're gonna fuck me, so you better get vaccinated. Oh, you don't like vaccines? So you better get fucking. Yeah, vaccinated. it's it's pick your ass.
1: it's pretty much shaming. <laughs> That's and, what they're doing. They're having other players shame them. They're doing like it's pretty manipulative. But like, if this is like I said, this is a business, and NFL is sick of losing money. The cap went down 10 million this year because they're they're trying to cover up losses. Now they got a huge. TV deal. There's gonna be a bunch of fans in the stadiums this year, not like last year. So they're gonna make a lot of the revenue back, but that's still a year of lost revenue. For sure. So they're they're just cracking the whip here and, and making sure that everyone gets their shit together. It's like if you had a job and they demanded you to get that vaccination, unless and I believe the only reason you can can't get this vaccination, you have to have like certain religious beliefs or a medical issue that you can't take this vaccine. And that's who you're protecting, right? Is the people that can't get the vaccine right. or that are of high risk. So you're not helping out your, your fellow player. You're all part of that union, the NFLPA. you know, helping out your brother there. Like you're, you're causing issues between in the union. So, and that's the whole point of the union is they're supposed to be united. <laughs> yeah. And that too, but the, 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 it's, you can look at it a bunch of ways. Like there was a, An offensive line coach that was let go, fired uh, Rick Dennison from Minnesota because he refused to get the vaccination. And NFL has told all coaching staffs from a tier one, tier two standpoint have to be vaccinated. And then obviously if you have the religious beliefs or the medical history that you can't get it, then you got exempt from it.
2: I'm surprised they're actually allowed to do that. Like I'm, I'm all pro vaccine. I'm fully vaccinated, but it's. I didn't think you'd be able to like say if you're not vaccinated, you get fired. I'm surprised legally they can take it that far.
1: Well, they don't have a union, <laughs> right? So that's that's why the N- the uh, NFLPA can get away with like only. I think they have to have like 85% of players vaccinated on the team to get like the certain privileges of not having to wear a mask or get, yeah, I think it was just, I think it was just wearing a mask and just being in, in meetings and not doing uh, zoom meetings and stuff.
0: Yeah. So you can use the training rooms altogether and whatnot. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So so that's where the power comes from is because they have the NFL owns the league. Right. So without them, you, you can't play games. And even if it is for, they, the teams are like they're owned by the city or the city and the team owners, but they also are NFL employees. So they have to get the vaccine at that point.
0: That's interesting for sure. Cause like you said, Pete, there's definitely some legalities there. Like
1: it must be something in their contract
0: or not in their contract. Yeah.
1: Like I guess if, so. if my, if
2: my employer said you must get the vaccine or you will be fired that seems a bit over the line and I'm, I'm all for vaccine. But.
1: You can fire pretty much anyone for anything. You're just going to pay them a, a bunch of money. Yeah. So that's what this this is. So the like NFL makes millions of dollars and there's always a new person ready to take your job, yeah. right? Or billions of dollars. Sorry. But that, and they're like, if you don't like it, these, these are our rules. If you don't like it, then we're, we're we'll, we'll get rid of you and find someone else who can replace you.
2: Here's our lawyer's phone number. Feel free to see. exactly.
1: <laughs> and then here's another thing too about uh, vaccinated players. So the ones that do test positive that are vaccinated, they only need a 24 hour turnaround because they may be asymptomatic for two negative tests, where it's an automatically 10 day isolation for unvaccinated, which is the same protocols as last year, kind of thing. Like that. So it's it, it just makes sense to get it. I get. I get like I know Cole Beasley said he's still living free or whatever it is. But I'm sorry, what? He tweeted out he's still living free. So he's not gonna Who is this? Cole Beasley. We're not here for when he uh, he was being a bit of a goof. He had some Yeah, maybe uh, Okay. But he's another Buffalo receiver.
0: <laughs> he might uh, not be for long. <laughs> if he's not gonna get the backs and and he's Yeah, but they
1: can't they can't fire them because they're on they they have certain contracts they with band you, you know? definitely, yeah. You can definitely not be on the active roster, but you're still going to... You got to pay him, pay but... He's gonna pay but him, yeah. if he's
0: going to potentially fuck up the Bill schedule or any unvaccinated player, I mean, if it comes down to it, sorry, bro, you're on the bench because we got to play this game. We need this W against the shitty Jets, you know?
2: Yeah, you cut him, too. It's going to come down to a forfeit. Right.
0: If- exactly. So... Maybe it's worth it to cut the guy and say, so, "Yeah, fuck it. I mean, I like I like Beasley. I think it was a good a good player last year. I don't want to see him be cut or be on the bench. But if it's like you said, Pete, if it's going to come down to a forfeit and the lost the lost uh, wages and the costs and blah, blah blah is going to come down to Buffalo players and or the team or what have you financially, then it's pretty fucking easy to put a guy on the bench.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be
0: an interesting, uh, it'll be an interesting season with uh, with this.
1: This was unprovoked too, because they were like, I think they had like only four teams under the eighty-five percent. Really, and then they just went thresholds. Fuck wild. I know, <laughs> like it's wild, oh, but
2: well, I guess at the end of the day, you're only punishing those four teams,
0: really. Well, but if you still if you have eighty-five percent, there's still going to be some guys on your team that are unbaxed, right? Whether they yeah. decide that they don't want the vax or whatever, or maybe they do have that uh, uh, medical or religious beliefs or what have you. But yeah.
1: anyways, we're going to go on some more depressing news with uh, Deshaun Watson. He still wants to get out of Houston and the Texans are officially hearing offers. Now I believe I heard that they were taking offers when he first asked for it but they are saying officially they're fielding offers now and what they're asking for is a king's ransom. Now, he's a super talented player with all the baggage and the 22 active lawsuits going against him. Like it's 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 going to be tough to trade him for what they want. They're looking for five high draft picks and starting caliber players. So, it's a lot and he showed up to training camp because one he'd be fine 50 50k a a day but a lot of the time they waive it but because they just signed watson to this huge contract and then he decides he wants to get traded they were like fine bro we're gonna we're gonna fine you because usually that fine happens all the time but it's usually with people that are wanting a new contract that are like really big superstars that you know that will if you get the stuff together or the contract together you can repay them or you can waive the fines
2: Every, every $50,000 fine would just be added to the total ask for the contract.
0: For sure. This is, to me, this is horrible timing by the Texans. In my opinion, they should have been officially fielding trade offers at the beginning, right when this all happened, right when he said he doesn't want to play for them because a team now like chicago is probably not going to be in the mix for them because they have theoretically they have their future franchise quarterback in fields but they definitely would have went and looked at watson in a, in a potential trade and there's multiple teams that are like that so to me i i think this was a pretty shitty timing by the Texans. they should have said you know what he doesn't want to play here fuck him let's trade him get what we can for him and you know hopefully it's what they want the the high picks and and so on and so forth like i guarantee you chicago would have traded their first round pick among others for this guy and i would have been yeah. fucking happy about it too
1: <laughs> agreed yeah. agreed 100% well maybe not now maybe you're you're happy that it didn't happen because he might be cuz there's still nfl still doing their own investigation on these uh, lawsuits for the alleged sexual well, assault
0: well and, and that that that's a side, right? Because that wasn't, that wasn't in the news when he first said that he was done playing for, for Houston. So, you know, that could have been somebody else's fucking problem. Some other franchises problem, right? Where now, because it would have happened, would have showed up a little later, Where now everybody knows about it. So now it could be difficult based on that. And then of course the asking price, but the asking price likely would have been the same anyway. So I don't know. I just think it's bad timing. They, they definitely could have done something better.
1: I agree with you on that is bad timing for them to actually start feeling offers. But like I said, I think they were hearing offers and they probably did know about these issues. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they did. I don't know. And I mean, maybe there was teams that didn't want to pay that, you know, giant uh, price tag for, you know, I mean, he's a fucking superstar, but maybe, maybe a team like Chicago is like, you know what? We don't want to pay that because we're going to be able to get, Something uh, close to that, or hopefully close to that, in the next few years, at a, at half the price type thing with fields or and, and teams like that, anyways. So, I
1: don't know. Uh, I can see Oak or uh, not Oakland, Las Vegas now would be going for them because mm-hmm. it's just car there.
0: Another team might have might have been Jacksonville prior to the draft, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, they wouldn't be trading because they're in division.
0: Fair enough. Yep.
1: They wouldn't be trading at that point, but it's it, it, they only got Oakland. I can't. I'm trying to think of another. Maybe I I would say New Orleans, but they don't have enough cap space for them. So the
0: Jets, Jets could have done. Well, they it. just
1: got. The, well, I'm talking about now. Oh yeah, now now yeah. Before before the draft, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's I'm I can't think of another another one that's would be huge that would be able to handle that contract.
0: Yeah. yeah so they've really
1: put himself in a box
0: yeah 100 percent.
1: well let's get over this covid and everything else and get into the olympics because they have been going on for a couple days now and canada has four medals so far yeah. Jen, uh, <laughs> jenna bell and melissa cintrinini boo <laughs> how do you say that Balouie, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the three-meter syn- synchronized springboard got silver in diving, so congrats to those girls. And Penny uh, Olasak,
0: Alexiak,
1: Alexiak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we went over this earlier with Jamie Oleksiak in the NHL.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but Penny Alexiak, Kayla Sh- Sanchez, Maggie. McNeil, and Rebecca Smith all got the silver in the women's uh, freestyle relay for four, 100 meters. And Jessica Klim-Klat, Klimkat won the bronze in judo no, under, under the 157 kilogram. And Maggie McNeil got the 100 meter butterfly for our first gold medal. Woo!
0: That, that race was fucking awesome. I actually saw all these, uh, except for the judo, I saw all these uh, medals being won. And uh, the so first off, the freestyle, the 4x100 freestyle, the Canadians were back. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what position, but they were not in the silver medal spot. Uh, heading into the fourth swimmer who was uh, Alexiak and she just fucking dominated. She, she was fast as hell and she ended up coming back to, uh, to get silver for, for the ladies there which was a phenomenal race by all four of them and then Maggie McNeil there in the 100 meter butterfly. If you guys haven't seen the race, you should check it out because she's you know it's very close and she's ahead and she's back and then she's ahead and she's back. But when she touches, she says that she heard her name. So she figured she did something good, but wasn't hundred percent sure. Now she wears glasses. So she touched the wall. She turns around and rips off her, uh, her goggles and whatever. And she's looking at the the scoreboard and she sees her name up there. And her face was absolutely amazing. Her jaw dropped her eyes like wide open, like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like I get it type thing. And just her reaction that, and that is my favorite part of the Olympics is watching the athletes, no matter what country they are, are from their reaction to winning a medal of any color, obviously, especially gold, the reactions are the best because they typically they don't think that they're going to win it. You know, unless you're Michael Phelps type thing, you know, you're like, I'm here, I'm at the Olympics and this is good enough type thing and then when you when you win a medal and like I said especially a gold and it's like holy fuck I just did something fucking crazy you know so if you get a chance to watch uh at least watch her reaction if you don't watch the race fast forward to the reaction and it's fucking great it, uh definitely gave me the feels when she uh when she won. I liked it and I, and hopefully hopefully we get some more uh some more medals. I mean I know we're not uh superstars in the summer olympics we're more of a winter olympics uh, country go figure but uh, I know actually tomorrow the uh, the ladies softball is going for bronze, which be should be good. They're playing Mexico. Hopefully they beat them. But uh, they they're, beat they're them should, earlier. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be many more uh, many more medals coming our way. Actually, another one I was watching uh like a round robin type thing of the uh, women's beach volleyball. And the Canadians played very well. And actually, one of those uh, players is why, why from are you Kitchener? watching that? Why are you watching that? Uh, my my lovely girlfriend wanted to watch it, so I was like, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you insist, twist yeah, my arm.
0: Exactly. So, but yeah, so one of the uh, one of the Canadian beach volleyball players is actually from Kitchener, right here, Sarah Pavin. And hopefully, they can. Uh, my understanding is that they're like ranked like number one, which is crazy because usually it's Brazil, (laughs) but uh, or US, yeah, exactly. So, maybe I was wrong, maybe I heard something wrong, but either way, they played great, and uh, and I can't wait to see them play some more. And then another uh, woman who lost in her boxing match uh, the other day, and she was from Kitchener. Um, I can't remember her last name, Bujo something to that effect. Sorry that I can't remember and I probably butchered your name, hometown girl, but uh, you know, she, she was there. She was there. She was outclassed by the, uh, the other boxer, but uh, she had a hell of a, a hell of a journey to get to the Olympics and, uh, and just to get there and to, to be competing is more than I can ever say for myself and for 99% of the people that I know, they'll never, never get to the Olympics. Um, shout out to uh, an old schoolmate, Nate Brennan. They did make uh, the Olympics a couple times in, uh, in uh, London and Beijing. Uh, unfortunately he didn't come away with any medals, but. Uh... So hopefully for the rest of Canada, the rest of the athletes, hopefully we can get a few more medals here. And uh, like I said, the reactions for me is that's the best part,
1: 100%. More Olympic news is DeShambo will not be going to the Olympics due to catching the VIT. <laughs> <laughs> he got the Rona. He got the Rona. His replacement, Kev's favorite.
0: Favorite guy, for sure.
1: Favorite guy, yeah. Pat, uh, Patrick Reed, the big <laughs> cheater. As he likes to call him. And John Rom is also out due to David or Rona. And
0: Rona. This is crazy because apparently Rom is vaccinated and he has gotten COVID twice in the last two months. So, Really? The people that he's hanging out with.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's got to stop licking the stripper bowl. I mean. <laughs>
0: Probably not a good thing to do that.
1: He should just carry them around and inject them into people. He's like, listen, I can't get sick anymore. (laughs) And then other big news in Canada, but nothing to do with the Olympics, is they've moved on to the semifinal of the Gold Cup by beating Costa Rica 2-0 in the quarterfinal. Yeah. Yeah. I read, I didn't get to see the game. Uh, They dominated. Just absolutely done. They, uh, I guess, Costa Rica was pressing all the pre- pressing all the time, and they kept pushing them away. No problem. Uh, Junior Oilette and Stefan Yuste were We're the guys that scored for them, and uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Again. I'm just going to say Stefan. I did read up on this guy, and he uh, was born in Canada, but he grew up in Portugal, so he's bringing some of that. Soccer or European football.
0: Football. <laughs> football.
1: So Canada. And he's actually been doing pretty good. And he uh I think he earlier in the uh in the group stage he had a free kick that was beauty into the net as well. So that was pretty amazing. And that's good for Canada getting there because they haven't been there for a while, I believe, at least in the semifinal. And Costa Rica is a big team in the FIFA, in FIFA. And if they can beat them 2-0 in domination fashion, hopefully they'll get into that into the FIFA World Cup come 2022. That would be awesome.
2: I think they play Mexico now in the semifinal. That'll be a
1: big yeah, right.
2: big win if they can get that.
1: The problem too is is they're missing so many players. Like this is like Canada's like B version two. So this is like literally like the golden age of soccer in Canada right now because they're missing, uh, Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David. And then in this tournament, they've lost two strikers from Kyle Lauren and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they're all fairly young players. And they're a little, I think they're all injured now and on the mend, but, Like I said, this is the B-rated team for Canada, and for them to get to the semifinal is amazing. Yeah, haven't been since 2007. To the semifinal?
2: Yeah.
1: I thought it was a lot longer than that, (laughs) but that's still a long time, but (laughs) figured it was longer. All right, we'll get into our penalty boxes. Josh, who's in your penalty box?
0: All right, so I got White Sox rookie designated hitter, Yerman Mercedes means so on wednesday he announced his retirement from the mlb after a demotion to triple a and this was on instagram and his post was basically the photo was just a black background with some text that said it's over now as i said he's a rookie how old
2: (laughs) is he
1: in his he's, early 20s he, no he's 28 years old he's actually a fairly older uh-huh. rookie yeah is he 28 yeah he he he's been in the minors for a while
0: huh interesting so early in the year in april he hit uh, 415 455 and a 659 slash line through the end of april with five home runs 34 hits in 22 games pretty fucking good right really good he became the first player in modern history to begin his career with eight straight hits and as a result of his good april was awarded the al rookie of the month for that month since then he's fell off in june he hit 159 221 and 190 in 18 games not good so after this demotion and it's it's a demotion that is deserved because he was shit in in june so they demoted this, this rookie down to triple a. And he was obviously upset that he got, got demoted and decided that he was going to retire. Cause if he can't play in the pros, why would you want to play anywhere else? Right? So white Sox manager, Tony La Russa had said, I'll speak to him. Maybe he's just frustrated type thing. So he has spoken to Mercedes and now uh, as of Thursday, German Mercedes is now unretired. So, <laughs> so you know, great start, not so great June. Just play through it, get demoted, fix your shit. You know, get back to the way you were in April and come back up. I, I don't think there's any reason that he wouldn't be brought back up once he starts performing again. But there's no reason to just say it's over and retire. Like, like, he's okay. So he's not the youngest guy, but still like, Oh fuck. I had a bad day. I'm going to retire. Like, come on. That's just brutal. So you're a Mercedes is in my box because you can't retire and then unretire a day from each other. <laughs> unless you're going to retire as a certain team so that you can actually, re- you know, you can actually retire with that team and maybe go into the hall of fame as that team type thing. That's a long way away from that. But you can't retire and unretire just a day later when you're a rookie. So you're a Mercedes. Get your shit together. You're in my box.
1: I think that was the whole reason why he did retire was because he is a little bit on the older side. And obviously, he's still a little bit immature for thinking that. <laughs> yeah, evidently. Now, I even saw him. He can, he can pitch as well. Like, they, they brought him into a game one time to pitch just because – they're getting their ass kicked and they're out of pitchers. And he threw up in the low nineties and and the low eighties or high eighties. So he he can he has a gun on him as well, but the only thing he's positioning he has played is DH. So I don't know, like he doesn't have a lot of way up there unless he continues to play DH, especially with Eloy Jimenez coming back it's going to be tough for him to get back there. I think that's one of the reasons why he was he was down there because he he was stinking pretty bad, but also because and Jimenez came back and he will be taking over that DH role, I think until he gets up to speed before he goes back in the outfield. Uh-huh. And then who's that other guy? Vaughn. I think Vaughn will be coming in Andrew to play Vaughn, DH, yeah. to play DH.
0: Yeah, like I don't know. You got to look at you got to look at what you did in April and you know, I'm assuming that in May he started probably to go down a little bit from hitting a 415 average, which makes sense. Not too many people can oh, hang on to that, right? So, like, of course your, your stats are going to go down, but just take it with a grain of salt and get yourself better. Do whatever you got to do. And if that means going to AAA or going to, uh, you know, the alternate training site and so on and so forth, get your shit together play better and most guys would be like yeah i'm pissed off that i'm down in triple a now or i got demoted but this is a this is a driving factor now it's motivation to get back up there and evidently until maybe Larusa spoke to him he didn't have the motivation to to try and get back
1: well it took him so long to get up there
0: right i was just gonna say that so i can understand that but now that you're there like just keep working keep working so anyway, Urban's in my uh, penalty box because retiring one day and unretiring the next day is, uh, is pretty weak. So. Yeah. All right, Jesse, tell me about your uh, penalty box.
1: So I got prime time in there because at the media day, he wasn't called Coach Prime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that it has to be Coach Prime. Like, to <laughs> be Coach Sanders, it's got to be Coach Prime.
1: <laughs> so it, it really it was just I guess he had asked to be called this before and then a reporter asked called him Dion his first name his legal name <laughs> <laughs> and he put up a fuss and his whole I, whole situation with it is because you don't call Nick Saban Nick you call him Coach Saban or Saban yeah, he's got a point there Right, but Saban has been dominant as a coach for a long time. Like, I get he's been a dominant player in a couple sports for a while, and he's been great for TV, but I think kind of the diva got to him there. And, uh, yeah, so he cut the the, uh, Swak – uh, Media day short because he was not called Coach Prime, and then I was looking this up, and there's conflicting reports here about people calling him Nick or whatever. But the the whole thing is Deion Sanders said uh, Nick Saban would wouldn't cuss anyone out if they called him Nick, and that's what Deion Sanders was saying that uh, Saban would say to a reporter if they called him Nick. So. I think it's just because he plays in a or he played the position of corner, which is kind of a diva position, uh, and easy. <laughs> well, now it is at least like they all they, they, not, they, in they, they not in high school, not in high school. But is it it, it's just his personality too? I can see it as, and I, I it's for uh, I don't know what division, but the the school is called Jackson State. Is the is the college that he's coaching?
0: I don't think it's D one. Let's put it though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it might be D three. But that's why uh, Dion Sanders in my penalty box. Or if you want, you mean Coach Brian? Coach Brian. Brian.
2: <laughs> don't call him Deon. Don't, don't.
0: I wonder if he would get upset if you called him like you know, hey Neon, what's up? You know, because he used to be Neon Dion too back in the days. So. Yeah. I don't know. Evidently, he wants to be called Coach Prime.
1: Yeah, I think maybe some of the the coaching aspect is getting to him a bit, too. Yeah. A little bit of stressful. <laughs> uh, Peter, who's in your box?
2: Yeah, thanks, Jesse. My box is the starter for the men's Olympic triathlon. Now, If you haven't seen the video of this, You've got to go watch it. Just search for triathlon start boat.
0: Boat in the way. (laughs) Boat in the way.
2: Because there was a massive boat blocking at least half of the athletes in the triathlon. It was backing up to get out of the way for the start of the race. Not nearly out of the way yet. Not even halfway there. And the starter decided, yeah, why not? We'll start the race now. So half the athletes jumped in to start their triathlon. And half did not because there was a great big boat in their way. <laughs> and luckily, the uh, the driver of the boat, the captain perhaps, um Got the propellers quickly out of the way of any potential swimmers in the water. Cause this could have gone really bad. Um because there's actually at least one athlete that jumped in the water behind the boat as it was backing up.
1: Sushi. Yeah. <laughs>
2: some some real raw meat there. That would have been. Um yeah, it was if you haven't seen the video, check it out. It's real bad. I don't know why. uh, I don't know if this guy was not paying attention, guy or girl.
0: Like, what? What could they have been looking at the starter? Like, like how do
2: you not see the gigantic boat?
0: Yeah,
2: blocking half of the contestants.
0: Oh, the schedule says I gotta go at ten (laughs) twenty-one. Bang!
2: (laughs) You late? Not my fault. I don't know, man. That's no good. But uh, it's a good thing no one was hurt. Um, It probably wasn't fair to the half of the. Athletes that went because they restarted the race, but those guys had already exerted some energy, giving it off the start.
0: Yeah, they got picked up by, uh, by like CDs and whatnot, but they still had to jump in and the first, you know, 20, uh, arm length paddles, if you will. You yeah. Know, or not still a lot of, uh, like I said, it's still energy.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a big goof, just oh, it's, to, it's in it's general. A
2: big I'd be surprised if someone doesn't get, uh, get put on the
0: unemployment line for that one. For sure. Except that I think it's all volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: maybe they, maybe they just are paying people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's the thing too, is this is the COVID situation there and Tokyo isn't good. So maybe that's why they need volunteers.
0: Yeah, maybe. Anyway, that's my box. Fair enough. So Jess, just to touch on, uh, Mr. Coach Prime and his team, they actually are a Division I team. They are? Yep. Hmm. Yep. The Tigers play an NCAA Division I football championship as a member of the Southwestern Athletic Conference, thus the SWAC, SWAC. Hmm. Yeah. Totally news to me.
1: I did not know that. I just knew the the name of the, the university.
2: I've never even heard of the SWAC. (laughs)
0: well you do now
2: (laughs) that's not the big 10 or the sec i'll tell you that
0: much (laughs) yeah for sure
1: did you guys hear that the i think texas and oklahoma are going to the sec
0: sec yeah they're or at least trying to get to them yeah which is crazy
1: yeah that's that's wild like like those are good teams don't get me wrong especially oklahoma but um it's crazy. Like, you think you want to stay in a location where you're going to win constantly.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see how that shakes down. Did you know of 100% if they went for sure or, or if it's still in the air?
1: It might be still in the air. I think it said that they might, uh, Oklahoma might be leaving the Big Ten or Big 12. Hmm. Well, that's
0: Eventually, it's gonna be the fucking SEC and the Big Ten. It'll be the SEC and the Big Thirty Five, and that'll be, that'll be <laughs> it, just the two divisions or conferences. So, which
1: is fine. I think that'd be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll have to switch up the playoffs and whatnot, but whatever. I have to cross that bridge when you get
1: there. So, playoffs are kind of goofy, anyways. Uh,
0: So, Kev, tell me who's in your box. Oh, (laughs) wait a minute. He's slacking off again. It didn't show up today. Oh, shit. Okay, Pete, tell us about my shitty challenge.
2: Yeah. Didn't know what position Ostermarten Martin played. I'm with Jesse. I think you were thinking of Russell. <laughs> but,
1: uh, Austin I mean, Martin,
0: sure, sure. If it gets me my fucking point back, sure. I, <laughs> it, it, no, it,
1: I think it's more making fun of you. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Jesse's gone. Uh, but yeah, Austin Martin is in fact not a catcher. He is a shortstop. And I guess he's uh, trying out in the outfield.
0: Dabbling in the outfield. Yeah.
2: Uh, so me and Jesse took a plus on that, and you were the minus.
0: Well, I couldn't I couldn't be fucking in the positives for too long. So. <laughs> no.
1: It was funny because there's a few times he wanted to challenge last week where he was like, I'm not losing this positive, I'm <laughs> yeah, positive for, sure. for one week. One week, one week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Ah, shit, he's back up to double digits.
0: Yeah, no shit. So what are the season totes now?
2: Yeah, so that brings us to the season total. Like the boys just said, I'm back up to a positive 10. Kevin lives down in the basement at minus 12.
0: Maybe that's why he hasn't been around for a couple weeks. He doesn't want to get more negatives. <laughs>
2: Maybe. Uh, Jesse moves out to plus five. He's kind of got my coattails He's a little
1: bit. catching up.
2: <laughs> uh, Josh drops down to a dead even.
0: Even, yeah.
2: And Grafty and DeLine are sitting at minus two and minus four.
0: And that's our scores. At least I'm in the top half of the fucking bracket here.
2: Yeah, there you go. Or the table. (laughs) Yeah, and not below zero. Heads above water, just barely. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe right on that water line, but you're there.
1: Uh, Just took away your life preserver.
0: I I, I could swim, I could swim.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Jesse, tell me, how was your drink this evening?
1: It was uh, super tasty, that big rig... Alpha bomb unfiltered IPA it was more than Peter's by a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> to you too, bud. Super hoppy beer. Uh, just how I like it. Peter, how was your bitch beer?
2: <laughs> yeah. My la Vista. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was a good choice at six and a half. I thought I was in good shape here, but,
0: uh, Evidently, that's
2: the bitch beer of the week.
0: Six and a half is like a minimum now.
1: <laughs> yeah, jo- Josh is playing like he's like, if I'm not winning the, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> the table, I'm just gonna keep dominating the beer category.
2: <laughs> but uh, it was a good beer, and it's got a cool name, Absta La Vista.
1: That is a cool name.
2: Which is why I bought it. I uh, didn't even check the percentage, but turns out to be fucking useless anyway.
0: uh that was good stuff josh how was your uh what are you drinking i had a jurassic ipa from cameron's brewing out of oakville and it was uh it was really good like i said before it has that uh bit of citrusy uh flavors and aromatics and uh it was quite tasty i enjoyed it went down pretty quick so uh, i had to go into some backup beers course i had the old mvp at that at halftime there but uh i like it i like it a lot and i'll probably get this one again i think i say that just about every week that i'm gonna get it again so and then i never do because i always want to try and get a new beer for the show yeah. but, but maybe one day i'll pick up a bunch of these uh a bunch of these beers that i say i'll try again and i'll just drink them instead of having waiting for the show
2: maybe one day you'll actually get two beers instead of just the one. yeah yeah
0: two. That would be smart, but the smart and Josh don't go together. So. <laughs> but you know what does Josh and 6.8%. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we got you on that one and that's how my beer was. I liked it. So just want to let everybody know next week, there will be no show as we are all camping. It's our annual civic weekend camping trip. They always fuck off to some random, uh, random campground and we spend the weekend there and we drink a lot of six point sixes six point seven six point eight maybe a ten point two percent uh or maybe even just a shit ton of five percenters and uh well we get fucking drunk like I'm not even lying we get really drunk we have a really good fucking time really drunk yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes we have to make tarp city and I mean it's just that's what camping is right you got to do, you got to do. So there will be no show, no episode 28. Uh, although there will be an episode 28. It'll just be when <laughs> episode 29 would normally be. So anyway, just want to give everybody a heads up. That gives you perfect opportunity to go back, listen to your favorite episode or just an episode uh, that you maybe didn't listen to or, you know, you forgot about. Oh shit, I never listened to episode 7.
2: You know what you should check out is the episode where I talked about the Blue Jays playing in Toronto.
0: Do we know what episode that is?
2: We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and find it. It might be in the hot take tracker.
0: It was, it was, that was pretty early. So it might be, eh. it might be in the hot take tracker. Did you find it?
2: The Jays will play in Toronto this year. Bold prediction. Episode number four
0: there you go listen to episode number four if you want to hear pete's bold prediction that has well i mean it's supposed to come true we'll see in four days
1: (laughs) watch the delta variant come in and just be like no (laughs) shutting the doors down also in
2: episode number four Kev predicted the jays will win the world series probably probably not
0: gonna happen (laughs) let's let's work on the playoffs first (laughs) yeah Alright, so for everyone here at Points and Penalties, that's Pete, that's Jesse, the guy that doesn't show up, Kev, and me, I'm Yosh. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your pods. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, stay, stay out, out of, of the penalty, penalty box. box.